is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very To episode 177 of the UK Steelers podcast, you join us always by me, Simon Wynn Stanley, and we have something very special for you today. A full house, which, have we ever done this before? We must have done, but very rarely. We got Cats, we got Rich Setro, we got Gav, we got Dave, and we got Mike. How you doing, guys? Yeah, the full house in effect. I'm excited for this show. It's Incredible, man. I'm not going to go through you all individually. Oh, shall I? Is, is that nice? Let's it's say nice. a quick hello. Cats, how you doing? Yeah, all good. Everyone all right? Excited that everybody's here, and that normally leads to chaos, which I feel is where I'm in my comfort zone. So bring it on. <laughs> chaos is certainly probably the name of the game today. Uh, how you doing, Rich? Thanks. Yeah, still a little bummed about missing the playoffs, but all good. Yeah, we'll we'll get over it. We'll we'll get there. We're in draft season now, Rich. It's, it's more fun than the playoffs. Who needs who needs to get beat by Buffalo? Uh, Dave, good to see you. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be back here. Um... I mean, if you want to find, if you're like a lover of the the six man shows that we do, like look for all the ones that are what three hours plus. Dave, that's that's, that's almost every show. Close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you're hitting around the three and a half hour mark, it's probably six of us. Yeah, maybe. And uh, and we got Mike, who's not been here for a little while. Hi, dude. Yeah, I'm good, lads. How are you all getting on? Very good, very good. Good to have you back. Um, obviously, a key, a key for draft season, as you are all season, but. Um, <laughs> I believe you originally came to us in draft season as a, as a draft aficionado, and, and that is how you will remain for the next few months. Um, along with Ketz, by the sounds of it, who, <laughs> who, is, who is already going deep, but we'll get to that. Um, on the show today, we're going to do a little bit of a roster review. We're going to kind of go through um, each position on the roster, kind of talk a little bit about how we feel they perform this season, give them some grades, and talk a little bit about team needs as well, how we feel we need at each position. Um, then we're going to roll on into uh, some team awards. We're going to have some fun with that uh, and then have the usual nonsense and, and bits and pieces at the end. Now, before we get to that, housekeeping. Let me shout out to our show producers this month. Rob Ferguson, Mark Hansen, Glenn Jones, Matt Audley, Joel Spencer and Steve Williams. I want to say special thanks. Did you notice in the intro how Cy talked over the music? That Sorry. is only possible... Only possible because of the Patreons. Oh, yeah, I thought you would were... do that before. <laughs> that was... I was wondering was... where you were going. I, I was instantly like, "Sorry, I've done something wrong." <laughs> no, you've, you've highlighted the uh, the new technology we have, making things like talking and playing music possible at the same time. Which is it's great. truly incredible. But I suppose the listener wouldn't have known that we didn't do that because it got edited. No, no, yet. but that's why we've got to highlight it, you know, and say thanks to the Patreons because it's all <laughs> thanks to their contributions. It is thanks to them might... that yeah. we get to uh, use this, which is a significantly easier for me, and b. Just nicer, man. Especially the audio quality. Oh, crisp. Anyway, um, check us out on patreon.com forward slash UK Steelers podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to join those guys. Okay. Now, let's get to, before we jump into all the usual stuff, let's get into a little bit of news. Well, we've been debating it for weeks, and uh, Matt Canada is going to stay as offensive coordinator. And I want to start by reading um, a headline that I saw on Steelers Depot a couple of days ago. This is from, uh, well, this kind of quotes Adam Shaheen, CBS analyst. Matt Canada is incapable, Sheen says. Calls retention absolutely irresponsible. 
Wow. Strong. Thoughts, gentlemen. I open it up to the group. I know we've kind of like, uh, you know, gone back and forth a little bit on this. I think we've all got varying levels of opinion on this, but how do you feel now we know that we're going to be keeping Kanda for at least another year? Uh, I mean, that tells it all. That's, that's something, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, Next question, sorry. <laughs> Well, I, I've got something to say, but I was going to let some of the haters go first. So, haters, go no, on. Go on. Gav, you, you've made it. You've made the comment over the last few weeks, haven't you? That whilst he's, we're not best pleased in his play calling, the the consistency with Pickett is probably going to be a positive. And the question is whether that outweighs the the negative. And it's got a chance. Like I, I imagine that's what you're where you're leaning. Yeah, I've got a phrase for you. It's a classic football cliche: get with the program. He is, he is the program now, so let's just get behind him for another year. I think that, you know, there was a piece up on Steelers Depot about Dotson saying that Cole and others had talked about the, the buy and um, how how much confidence that they'd all bought into the to the scheme. And that's why we saw the turnaround, seven and two post-buy. So let's, if the players are saying this, they're getting with the program. I think the fans should get with the program for another year. Um, all right, yes, there's things to improve, but let's give them another chance. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, considering, as you're saying, the, the sort of almost like light switch um, moment and everything sort of clicks into place and the, the sort of gradual improvement over the course of the year, I mean, we're sort of going to be, I think I think everyone's expecting that to continue, right? So has as kind of now got a really short noose to hang himself. Is that even a saying, a short noose to hang yourself with? Giving himself it's a very short sort leash. Of. It's close, yeah, it's close. So, like, if if that is now. if that if that momentum doesn't continue into the next season, are we looking at sort of mid-season going? Why do we keep this guy? Get him out of here. Are we going to see a mid-season sacking potentially? Shot. I mean, supposedly his contract runs out at the end of twenty twenty-three, right? So, I think even if we did see uh, trouble from Kander at the start of next year, which you know is, I think really what it relies on. Now we can't see another slow start from this offense, right? If we roll out of the gates next season like we did this year. Uh, even even with improvement, I think he'd be gone. But, you know, the Steelers don't like to fire. They don't like to be paying people unnecessarily. His contract runs out next year. I think it'll take a strong showing to keep him next year. Mm. Yeah. I think you know, hopefully he's learned some lessons about play calling uh, and, and that, that could improve. Um, it's funny when someone that you respect comes out and says something that you've been saying, but in a better way. Which is why you respect them because you agree with them generally, and then but they have just have a way of articulating it. But that's how I feel about you, Gab. Oh, don't. Gab, please stop complimenting me. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> Greg Cosell said about Matt Canada, about the Steelers and and Matt Canada specifically. Their vertical roots are one on one on the outside. They've got more to do in schematics, especially root concepts and root combinations. That's, that's exactly how I feel about it. It's like the, the downfield passing element of his playbook is junk and needs improving. And mm-hmm. Whether they can get someone in, a wide receiver specialist that can help him drop some plays. But I think that the, the core of the, the sort of short passing game and all the stuff that happens pre-snap is decent and can, 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 could, could have some success if it was like married up with a much more sophisticated passing game. So that's what needs to happen for him to like kick on to the next level. More explosive plays, better in the red zone, more points, more yeah. dangerous offense. That's that's what that's what needs to happen. Here. I think you summed it up perfectly. Yeah, the, the short to, to medium game is is kind of we've seen improve over the end of the season. The run game improved, but yeah, we just need to figure out those big plays, figure out the red zone. So I must admit, I've kind of come around to this a little bit more. Would I have probably chosen to 
cut ties if I had a 50-50 choice. Probably I'd have heard on that side, but I'm not upset about this as much as I would have been, you know, five weeks ago. Um, I was about to ask Rich what he thought, but then I lost him. He might <laughs> he's, he's, just, he's just the news and he's really pissed off. He's gone. He's totally, he's totally gone. gone. <laughs> He'll, uh, the, the great thing about this new system is he can rejoin at any time, so we'll we'll get back to touch with him. Um, anything else on Canada though, or we could we roll on? Any other thoughts? I saw one opinion this week, mm-hmm. which was from one perspective, it, it's it's a good thing. So Pickett can go back and watch all of his tape from this year, and it'll be the same system with obviously some improvements and some tweaks next year. But it means that he doesn't have to have like a second rookie season with a new system learning everything from scratch at least he's got this year to build on and there's one consistent in that he's got the same offensive coordinator next year so that's a small positive but I think I've come around to the the reluctant acceptance I think we've gone through stages of denial and depression and I think we're now in the acceptance stage of Matt Canada I think it's it's one I almost describe the decision as sensible but but boring right it, yeah. it seems sensible, but it's kind of like eating vegetables for tea, right? It's not exciting. I'm not, you know, I'm not pleased about it. But is it probably the right thing to do? Mm, I guess. Yeah, I think we <laughs> would. Gonna... I, would I have liked a pizza? Yeah. Macaroni <laughs> is the broccoli of the dinner plate. <laughs> pizza is the most flour cheese. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's an exciting meal. Oh, don't it's... get me started on that, Dave. And pizza is the most exciting. You can go there. What's exciting to you? If not well, pizza, I don't know. Pizza's pretty pretty mundane as well, isn't it? It's pretty pizza's stable. mundane. Uh, Gav's going to say a food type, and so he's going to we, go. go. we don't get yeah. we don't get that up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've listened to too many hours of this show, my friend. <laughs> you've got the, you've got the script down to a pattern. Uh, spoiler! Incredible. Um, all right, way, ro- yeah. In fairness to broccoli, I think the broccoli at Nando's is quite good. So I think comparing Matt Canada to broccoli is a bit harsh on broccoli. At Nando's. <laughs> if Nando's want sponsorship. Uh, Come this way. I don't know, man. Although Perry Perry stores are available. Good man, though. Lawyers are all over that. Kets, you might be the most broccoli at Nando's man I've ever met. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take that as a backhanded compliment. I'm sure. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Rich, have we refound you? Yep. I'm there here. we go. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the great benefit of this, Rich, is you can rejoin us at any time if, if, if you lose connection. Um, yeah, you know what? It happens every now and then. It usually is when Gav's talking for some reason. It cuts out, and it's usually about five seconds, and then it pops back in, and maybe it's I need to upgrade my software or something. Oh, at that time, it just stayed off. Your computer hates my takes. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the subtle, like, not at Gav being the problem there. No, it's not Gav at all. It just it just seems to happen like that. Um, anything you wanted to add about Matt Canada? We, we kind of went off on a tangent, to be honest, talking about pizza and broccoli since you left it, so I wouldn't worry oh, about it. Oh, you didn't miss much. Anything. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know, I have mixed feelings on Canada. I, I, like, I do like the fact that it's going to be consistency for Pickett, which is so important for a young quarterback, especially one who had some struggles off and on throughout the season and then showed a lot of promise towards the end. Um, so I, I, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, trust that the Steelers organization sees, you know, sees uh, some progress with this guy and with his relationship with, with Pickett and the offense and see how it goes. There's some stats that I'm not thrilled about that the Steelers were, you know, pretty poor in offensively during the season, but you know, um, he finished strong, so they're going to give him another chance, and uh, I'm okay with it. 
yeah, I think that's kind of how I feel as well, Rich. It's, we're rolling with the hot hand for now and we'll take it from here. Um, and as Gav says, get with the programme. So we're all going to have to get with it. Now, onto a piece of news that I know, I know, I know you're all excited about. I think Ket's uh, pointed me in this direction this week. Steelers have created a Fortnite map in the NFL zone. Ketz, explain this to me. I asked you because I had no idea what it was on about, but apparently there's a thing online somewhere. (laughs) I had to mention this because I thought it was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen. Now, from what I understand, and Rich, stop me if you've got absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, The Steelers, and I don't know who would have done this in the organisation, some intern, I guess, or I don't know, created a user-generated Steelers world for people to hang out in in the metaverse. Is that true? Can, can we get into this? Can me and Dave hang out in the metaverse in Steelers World? I don't even know what the metaverse is when it refers to <laughs> it Sounds like an Fortnite. amusement park, Steelers World. As far as I'm aware, it's like a free game, right? Where kids can bully each other because they don't have, because they're using like the original skin, skin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But now you can use the Steelers skin and bully each other. It's just a cyber bully insight for children <laughs> between the ages of 6 and 12, I think. I thought that was like the Disney Penguin game. Club Penguin? That, that's that's, that's long gone. Is it? What's this one? This is for, well, this is Fortnite, but then within Fortnite, they've built Steelers World. Oh, okay. So what's in it? That's a great question, Dave. I'm, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> never going to play it. <laughs> is, it just a, is it just a, a, you know, a map, Battle Royale map, but there's Steelers-themed yeah, buildings and stuff? So I like guess. A, I saw like, like a, a brief video, and there was people in Steelers outfits, which I think were already in the game because they, are, they already had like an NFL link, so all the teams are in it. But someone, you know, someone within the Steelers organization has officially made a, a world that you can hang out in. I guess would I it be know. like Jerome Bettis driving the school bus and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Should be. I just, I just wondered if we could get anyone. You know, is there a correspondent out there? Maybe Arclave knows how to do this. I don't know. Can someone access Steelers World for us and report back? If you're that man, let us know. <laughs> or woman, <laughs> and you can come like on the show. Add a UK Steelers podcast sign into it randomly, yeah. so it's like free advertising. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it'd be fun for us to, to try and discuss that, having absolutely no understanding of it. Um, and then the last piece of real news, no international game in 2023. It sounds like they released the international games uh, schedule. Today. Well, not the schedule, right? But just uh, the teams, the home teams. And we are not playing any of those teams. So the Steelers will not be seen on these shows in 2023, which is no surprise. But, um, you know, here to report that confirmation every year. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, as Ket said, on, was, I think it was Ket's, I think they're probably more likely to go to Mexico for the foreseeable future. Yep. As as that's the country they're linked to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think when they did the, there was like an announcement by country of which teams had shown an interest in the UK. And I think the Jets and the Jags and, you know, the obvious ones that we see every two or three years were in the UK. And the Steelers were noted as being Mexico as their kind of country of ambition to grow into. Which makes I, sense because there's I a lacking, lot of Mexican Steelers fans, to be fair. Is, right. So, yeah, I was going to say, am I lacking context in this? Like, I, I don't know, Rich is like a big Mexican contingent in Pittsburgh or something. Is there a reason why this is a thing? No I idea. Uh, okay. When I left, um, I don't even know if people in Pittsburgh knew where Mexico was. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty far away from the Mexican border. Well, that's what so I there's thought. no, like, yeah. natural beef. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't find, like, the Cardinals in Mexico. I don't know. Maybe there is, but I wouldn't have thought. But I would have thought it would be the opposite, of... right? They would like the teams that were nearby, no? I don't know. That area is under contention, isn't it? Like, it's been oh. part of each other's country for a while and there's a few 
little okay. bit of friction there. So maybe it just it makes sense to support a team that's got no connection to your country. I don't know. Well, fair enough, but it's bad luck for us. <laughs> um, Unless you're okay. on vacation in Mexico. Unless you're on vacation case, in Mexico. Party time. Case. Yeah, if we get a game in Mexico, maybe we go. Yeah. I mean, we can't, even, we can't even make it to the, to the US. But maybe can't we can make it to, to a bar to watch the games. <laughs> well, excuse me, Gav. We, there might be a Super Bowl, uh, a Super Bowl meet on the cards oh. for, for a few of us lads that you would be invited to, but I doubt you would leave the M25. No, it's possible, but unlikely. <laughs> Especially on a Sunday. Rich, to be fair, and suggested yeah. that Rich would be more likely to attend having flown across a continent <laughs> and an ocean than you would be coming from London. That's Probably true. Quite possible. <laughs> I'd like to get together for something one of these days. We've talked about it before, seen a Steeler game, but I, uh, if I'm going to do something like that, I want to do it when all of us can be there. You know, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be good, agreed. And it would be fun. Um, okay, last thing I wanted to do, not really news, but I just wanted to play this game with you because I thought it'd be fun. I wanted to play who had the worst "Don't say that" press conference moment after losing in the wild card round, um, and it's great because there's four options now. What I had originally intended to do, which would have been more fun, was I was going to play the clips. I didn't end up having time to do that, so I've just <laughs> written down what they said, and I'm going to read it out loud to you. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe we can take votes on which was the worst. Uh, option number one, Joey Bosa, after losing mm. to the Jags uh, for the Chargers, uh, had a ref rant. <clears throat> I think there just needs to be more accountability, he told reporters. I mean, if I say something to them, I get a 40, a 40 grand fine. But if they blow a call that ruins an entire team season, they're probably back in the locker room after the game like, Haha, got that asshole. Yeah, got him. 15 yards. What a loser. I guarantee that's what they're fucking talking like in the back. Whatever. Power trip. I'm sick of these fucking people. <laughs> well, we've all said something him. along those lines at some point or other. Love the, like, totally, end of the season, doesn't care anymore, Joey Bosa rant. Really Did this go out on, on, like, national TV or is this like a... No, this was like I'm a sorry. press conference, like, a, okay. like in the locker room. So, you know, okay. like they gather around. Uh, dropping F-bombs you know, all over the place. That's still the, um, reporting on it, brave. so he knew it was going to get out there. Uh, Mike McDaniels. This is a bit more of like a technical one, but equally maybe stupid. Um, obviously, Mike McDaniel totally screwed up the, uh, the clock management at the end of his game against the Bills. Uh, he said, uh, fourth and one most of the time is easier than fourth and six. But at the same time, you just have to adjust to whatever variables are out there. And we thought we had a great chance at fourth and six. I just love the fourth and one most of the time is easier than fourth and six. Generally, yeah. <laughs> Statistically, it's easier, yeah. Um, okay, number three. J.K. Dobbins, after the Ravens lost, uh, had, had a, quite a rant, actually. I don't get a single carry. I didn't get a single carry. He should never have been in that situation, talking about Tyler Huntley, the QB. I believe I would have been. I would have put that in the end zone again. I'm a guy that feels like when I'm on the field all the time, I can help this team win. I wasn't. It's the playoffs. Why am I not out there? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding back. If we had Lamar, we'd have, we would have won too. <laughs> wow. Just burying his quarterback. Yeah. that's That smacks of a man who's just done a line of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is quite an underrated one because I think it perfectly sums him up. Kirk Cousins, after throwing short of the sticks, um, on the fourth down play uh, to lose the game, uh, said, I'd thrown short of the sticks on a few occasions in the game, and even going back a few weeks, I felt throwing short of the sticks isn't the end of the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, four quotes there, Kirk Cousins, J.K. Dobbins, Mike McDaniel, Joey Bosa, that I felt were varying in their kind of, you know, lacking of self-awareness. 
Mm. Which did you think was the worst? They're mm. bad for different reasons. Aren't yeah, they? right. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I kind of liked it. <laughs> I, th- I think that the most cringy ones are Dobbins ones for me. Oh, really? Just, yeah, it's just throwing him team under the bus by yeah. saying how good he is. It just it's not it's not what not what I'd want from one of my teammates. I mean, out of all of them, the first one is going to get have the most repercussion, right? He's probably going to get a fine slapped on him for bad mouthing the rest, which is essentially bad mouthing the league. You know, sort of. They don't like that. They don't, you know, yeah. the the big figurehead doesn't like being questioned or spoken out against. Maybe that one's the worst one in that respect. Um, I think Joey Bosa's is the worst, like, in terms of he had a meltdown in that game and then continued yeah. the meltdown off the field. But he also might be kind of right, so I, I don't know. Well, we've all said how bad the referee has been this season. Oh, it has. So that, yeah. It's but not we say wrong, that, is he? We say that because the referee is rubbish. We don't say that because we think the refs are sitting in the locker room afterwards going, <laughs> 15 yards. <laughs> like, I think that's a little bit paranoid. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I honestly my vote for the Kirk Cousins one. You know, I just think it's like perfect Kirk Cousins level lack of self awareness. Throwing shot at the sticks <laughs> isn't the end of the world. Saying that after you just lost the game, <laughs> when you always throw short oh, sticks, man. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I can move on. But I just thought that was fun. I, I just I was listening to it was actually I was listening to around the NFL and I was listening to some of like you know they play bits of press conferences and I was like God, it feels like everyone that lost this week just had a meltdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, you want to do the roster review? Let's let's do it. Sure, let's go. Let's roll. Okay, so the way we're going to do this, um, we're going to do two kind of, kind of do two things with it. We're going to give the positions grades based on how we felt they performed this season after we have a chat about them, and equally, we're going to talk about the needs of the team by putting them into three categories. So for each position, we're going to say either uh, it's a major need, which I've categorized as early draft picks, or pick, uh, or big free agent signing, some need which is a mid to later round draft need or, or a team friendly sort of later into free agency deal uh, or low need position is mostly set going into next season. Some depth additions are possible. I see. I broke it down into four. Oh, Gav's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. I've got none as well. So major, yep. some, yep. low and none. None at all. No needs at all. So, you, so the, I mean, okay. I, the only reason I didn't do that is because I felt like any position could potentially have like depth changes and you know, okay. Well, I'm so confident in one group that you're saying no, <laughs> this group is is it's totally okay. set. No need. All right. Okay. All right. Well, fine. Um, should we start at the top, QB? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go through every player, each position as well. Um, so that you know, everyone at least gets a mention. I'm sure there'll be many players uh, on this team at this point in the year that we don't have a lot to say, but. Uh, we'll go through the entire roster. So at QB, we have Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph on the roster right now. Obviously, I believe Mason Rudolph is a free agent. Mitch Trubisky, I imagine, might be cut. So we probably are heading into next season with just Kenny Pickett right now. Um, Who's I don't the know kid you... on the uh, yeah. practice squad that we that we drafted? Did he, did he go he, or is he on the practice squad? He left, yeah, he, he was gone. A ludicum. Okay. That's the a one. Ludicum. He He was gone pretty early into the season, I think. Okay. Wasted a pick that was. Could yep. have been Brock. Could have been Brock. Could have been. Don't. Just imagine. We, we could have, we could have Brock Purdy on this roster instead of Mason Rudolph right now. I mean, okay, forget like, <laughs> drafting it, drafting Brock in the third round or fourth round, whatever I was saying. Even just taking him in the seventh round, even just evaluating him ahead of a Ludicon would have been a, a better competent. Move. Yeah, I'm sorry, NFL. You all missed. Do we need to stop saying? Do we need to stop? Not not stop talking about Brock Purdy, but do we need to stop? Um, you know, wishing that we drafted Brock Birdie at this point. 
<laughs> do need to get over it. No, I'm going to take it to my grave. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but, but if, we, if we would have drafted him, look where he'd be right now. I mean, he's having he's having a dream rookie season, you know, especially being Mr. Irrelevant. And if he was with us, he'd be stuck on the bench. Right. It's a great way to look at it. You know, yeah. We might we might have ended Positive. up cutting him just because we never saw him. True. So, yeah. And that would have hurt even more. Exactly. Yeah. Great point, Rich. You've, just, you've nailed that. Great way to look at it. Right, anyway, the guys we do have on the roster. Now, I don't know if you want to talk. I'll, I'll just throw out what grade I gave the position that can you can bounce off me with conversation. I gave this position a C plus. Now, this might seem a bit harsh. I think if we were just grading Kenny, it'd probably be, be maybe a little bit higher. But I don't think Kenny's been perfect, and there's been some sort of learning curve there as well, even though we've been impressed with what we've seen. And I think the Mitch Trubisky stuff was largely awful, apart from maybe one game. <laughs> so I think the QB position as a whole, when we look at the season and the performance this year, I think a C plus kind of fairly re- reflects where that is. How, how do you how do you guys feel about that? I gave them a C plus. Oh, so we're, we're in lockstep. And just to explain, these grades are the season, right? Like looking yes, back, twenty twenty two season, not yeah. looking forward or looking right now. So yeah, it's the, the 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 how the group played in twenty one twenty two. Sorry, um, I agree with you. I think you know it's a it's not quite a B, but it's better than a C. So C plus makes sense. Anyone else got any 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 different takes on that? Kets, you got them at an A plus. I didn't have a an A to what is it A to F? Is that yes. the correct grading scale? That, that is yeah. a grading. That, yep. Just just oh, checking my understanding of the American system. Um, Kets has done it from squares to circles. Yeah. Okay, man, dude, like a hedron. Yeah. He got in the cycle of the moon. Waxing is better than waning. Is it? Where does the crescent sit? I'm not sure. Capricorn is in retrograde. Yeah. Right, Kets, what have you done here? <laughs> what the hell was all that? Anyway, yeah. um, I've just kind of gone with the high, mid, low, non-scale. I will right. adopt Gav's non, and I've put him, uh, or put it as a mid-need. I don't think it's an early draft need. Hang on, no, no, hang on. this isn't the need. The grade, <laughs> the, the, the grade, <laughs> the grade section. Uh, no, I great. often think, looking, I often we're think. back. I often think this is it banned from list shows. It truly, <laughs> it truly doesn't matter how much I write about the show before the show, how much instruction I try and give. I can never quite get everyone on the same. Page. <laughs> oh, Kets is banned from list shows. We forgot. Uh, is this a list show? I don't think this is a list. It, well, this show. is a list. Is kind it of, okay? Yeah. I'm happy with C. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw a letter out there. Oh, C. God bless. God bless. Uh, oh, so I'd, I'd, I'd given C, but okay. I, I agree with everything you've said, so I don't know what the difference between a C and a C plus is. I didn't realize oh, we were going for pluses. So the plus, is, this, this, the, the plus is that the uh, the hope that came in at the end of the season, the C that stands for clutch, gets you a plus. Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. C. Don't look too deeply into it, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Go on. Carry on. What were you going to say about the need? I've got it as a mid-need. I think if... I've just double-checked, and Rudolph is indeed a free agent. So assuming we look at cutting Trubisky, who is, what would he be, an $8 million cap saving Mm -hmm. based on this. Um, If you can save $8 million for Trubisky, you're going to do that nine times out of ten, aren't you? Most most, uh, GMs would do that. Um, Then do you bring back... Rudolph on a team-friendly deal? Would he come back on a team-friendly deal after how we've treated him over the past few years? There's a potential you could be very quickly at just Kenny. Um, But the good news is this quarterback draft class is quite um, healthy. 
um, albeit there's quite a lot of QB needy um, teams around the league at the moment, so that's something to bear in mind. Um, and also, I think the the QB free agency carousel will always be um, going round, so there will be opportunities to to take someone at the right money, but it just depends on who the team's got their eye on. I think it's something they need to have an eye on in terms of a backup or sort of second or third QB to back up. Okay. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. I've written exactly the same thing. Does anyone think that Mitch is going to stick around? Just for clarity, he's got a 8 million base salary with a 2.625 million signing bonus. So his cap hit is 10.6 million. If they cut him, the dead cap would be 2.6. So roughly a 8 million cash saving. Is anyone paying him that? Well, look, look at it another way. What is the cap hit for Pickett and Trubisky? So, right, yeah, that's know, another good because point. Because what, what's the <clears throat> who's the one that keeps saying it? Um, the most important person in your team is the quarterback, and the second most important player in your team is the backup quarterback. So, if if we have our if we have QB one and QB two, averaging out how much that would cost on the cap, fine. It's Charlie, it's Charlie Castle. That's it, yeah. I won't do an impression of his accent. I was going to do it, but I won't. Go on. Go on. <laughs> no, I'm not. See? Um, <laughs> yeah, if you, if, you, if you combine the two, it probably makes it a bit more palatable with the salary cap, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Just taking a look at some of the guys that are going to be free agents at the QB position, because, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's pretty clear this is a, this is in the some-need category, sort of mid to late around draft pick if you want to go there, or, or a team-friendly free agent. Uh, top three agents, we're not we're not getting Brady, so um, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, I think he's probably guaranteed himself at least a job where he wants to start competing for a start, so I don't see that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Jacoby Brissett. Well, I've got the Pickett salary cap details. So the salary cap for two quarterbacks is going to cost us $13.7 million. I mean that's nothing when you think nothing, about it. Yeah. I know it sounds a lot that Mitch is ten million, but as we've seen, he if Pickett does get injured, he can come in and do a job temporarily. On the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money. Just yeah. to complete the circle, Mason's contract this year was a three million base salary with a one just over one point oh four million signing bonus. So you're talking just north of four million dollars for Mason, which I think is a lot better money than, than eight for Mitch. Keep Mitch and get a UDFA in. Solid. Well, I think get a UDFA in, but the question is, can you get? So, can you not get value out of keeping Rudolph and cutting Mitch, or can you can you get another free agent like I don't know Heineke or Case Keenum, someone you get half yeah. the price of? I uh, think that's what's going to happen, uh, but Mitch I don't Trubisky. think Mason's going to stick around. I really, I think Mason is definitely out the door, one hundred percent. I think mm-hmm. he wants out of Pittsburgh. I think that's guaranteed. Mitch, I would say I'm kind of like eighty percent sure will be gone. I really don't think he's going to want to stick around for year two either. I think he wants to get out there and find a new opportunity. Mm. Um, I'd say he's so, available. Eastern yeah. Stick, our favourite guy. A classic, yeah, Eastern <laughs> Stick. So is Shane Buscelli. And uh, Garda Minshew. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a genuine gasp of excitement. Okay, so forget everything we've said. That should be the only thing we're considering. Okay. <laughs> I mean, can you think of anyone more perfect to be backing up, backing up Kenny Pickett? Takes all of the heat off him with his swag, can step in and win a game at any moment. The, 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 the QB room would become like a swag off. <laughs> can you imagine? Totally sold. That is now the number one thing I want this offseason. All right. 
<laughs> all right. <laughs> we can draft a punter at first overall for all I care. Let's take uh, let's take Gardamichi. Okay. Uh, you want to move on? Anything else on the QBs? Well, uh, oh, wait, on, sorry. I've got, yeah. oh, okay. got uh, Rich's or Mike's great. Oh, I'm going to track sorry. all this. Oh, okay. Okay. Go on, Rich. Far away. Uh, I gave him a C plus as well. Um, <laughs> had not a, I wouldn't say it was a great rookie season. Seven touchdowns, nine interceptions, but he he showed um, some real promise late in the season and really started coming on. I thought uh, and played played better. Uh, I just thought he was seeing things better, and you know those two uh, last last drive. Um, uh, drives for touchdowns to win the game. Those are huge. I mean, that's just huge. There's some quarterbacks that never do that. You know, so C-plus, I thought, is pretty fair. Yeah. He earned that plus the last couple of weeks. That, yeah. Honestly, that is exactly my thought process as well. The last few weeks have sort of bumped it from a C to a C-plus. I, I, there's no more I could add. It sort of gets you, gets the juices going for next season already. So you're C-plus as well, Mike, just yep. to be clear. All right, cool. Uh, should we come, what are we doing here, uh, Sorry, Do we want to do yeah. the needs as well at the same time, or, or should we come back to that? Uh, yeah, at the same time, yeah, position by position. Just make it easy. Okay. I thought we kind of done that, though. But, yeah, do you want to – does everyone want to – did everyone, anyone do, uh, say anything other than, than kind of some need? Or, or some. Have anything else? Yeah, I put some. Yeah, some, some need. Okay. Everyone take, agreed. Take that as a no. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Running back slash fullback. Uh, on the roster right now, we have Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Benny Snell Jr. still sticking around, and Derek Watt, of course, at fullback. Um, and then I have got the practice squad guys on here as well. So we've got uh, Jason Huntley on the practice squad, and then a couple of old favourites, Anthony McFarland still sticking around on the practice squad, and uh, Master Teague hey, on the practice squad. So three running backs on there currently. They're, they're technically not practice squad anymore, right? It's reserve futures contracts now. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I, I don't know, does, does someone else want to start with this? They don't, don't I'll, I'll take this to, one. Yeah, I don't want to start every one of them. Roll it around, yeah. So, I'll take this one. Uh, I've gone with a B. Mm-hmm. I thought that, um, I mean, obviously, it's, so, it's a position that's so reliant on the blocking ahead of them, but it's, it was a productive season. It's not an A, definitely not an A, but it's, it's, it was a, probably the best running back season for a while, I can remember. Yeah. Um, but just just not quite explosive enough from, from Largy to be an A. But, yeah, it's B. And uh, this this is a group I've gone with none. No needs at all. I don't think they need to bring in a guy. I thought guy it in. might be. Yeah, I yeah. thought it would be. Because I, like you said, they let, they let Snell walk and activate Master Teague. That's one hell of a running back room there. Yeah. If, I don't know if you remember the preseason, but he ran with, with such power and determination. that mm-hmm. uh, he's, He was exciting to watch. So, yeah, I'm happy with this group. And B. Yeah, great. I thought that might be the one that you said no, no, no. I think I probably agree with you as well. Yeah, I, I went B plus, but very similar. I mean, I think the start of the season drags this position down, right? Although maybe some kind of external factors involved in that. But the way that you know, especially Najee and Warren ended this season, um, filled me with such confidence and joy that I didn't want to put them any lower than a B plus. So uh, yeah, B plus. I put low need, but yeah, I agree. None really. Okay. I feel like I've neglected the B, the uh, the, the plus. Sort of side now. Feel free I've, to add them on the fly, Dave. Mine just have a. Uh, I don't know. I'll throw. I'll, throw my, I'll confuse myself. I'm that much an idiot. I confuse myself by going off my own script. Now, I'll stay with B just to keep my my, uh, my own uh, mind straight. But um, you know the the improvement um, of QB and the running backs sort of coincided together, right? It, it sort of it was a, a trend as a whole. It worked together, but the the backs improvement ended up at a much higher place, particularly in those sort of last few games where 
Naji was just taking over games and running the game through the you know through the running game. Um, like I say, we've got we've got uh, you know an undrafted rookie backup who's you know exciting. He, 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 I'd be I'd be happy for him to be starting. To be honest with you, you know if it's if they switched it around, I'd, I'd still be just as confident right now. Um, and I say Master Teague's back around, who we're, I think we're all pretty impressed with in the preseason. So it's um, it's an exciting group that hopefully is going to improve even more next season. Um, but you can you can trim the fat by trimming off Derek Watt off the back end of that. Do away with the do away Ooh. with the, 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 the. I mean, right, we saw some production out of Derek Watt this season. Up for all my hatred of him, not say hatred, snarky comments about uh, Derek Watt in previous previous times to sort of having him carrying the ball for zero yards or running straight into the back of someone. And it not, it, you know, the, you know, he was like the trick player at one point, wasn't he? He was like the, the trick player that was pulled out of someone's back pocket and just hand the ball to Derek Watt. No one's mm. expecting that coming, but um, seeing him actually having some production was nice, but it's just an unnecessary place, you know, unnecessary position when you've got likes of, of uh, young Hayward around who can do that, you know, who can be that, that Swiss well, man, you know. I will say to 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 Derek Watt's credit, and I think you did say this, Dave, but just because mm-hmm. I was going to mention this as well, he, he did. He was there in this season a number of times when we needed a yard, and he got it. I think he, he every single time. He did, um, which is you know a valuable thing to have. We remember when we had Benny Snell doing that job. To be mm. fair, yeah, and, and yeah, to be fair to him, he, he did that. But is that worth what we're paying, Derek? Sure, sure, that's certainly a question, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I didn't know them down for that, and and in terms of making a change, I don't know. I wouldn't be upset either way. Mm. Well, I mean, he's a free agent, so they'd have to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think you're right, Dave. I think his replacement's already on the roster. I think exactly. You know, maybe he doesn't run with the same power, but I don't know. As a, a guy that can do all those, all that stuff that he does, and more, maybe not with just the same amount of power, but more of a threat pre-snap. From all the different things he can bring. We were seeing handoffs to him, right? He he got so that first down. Didn't finish the game out. The, the handoff that um, that Haywood took. So yeah, he, he's he's effective running the ball. And I think he's an effective blocker. And we're not seeing him necessarily as a fullback, pure fullback. But um, I've no doubts that he can do it. I mean, he's made made not, nearly ten million out of the Steelers in three mm. years. It's good going. It's not yeah. bad, is it? Good work if you can get it for like 10 carries and uh, <laughs> about four yards. A lot of special teams work, though. He does he does, does a lot of cuts, a lot of mustard on the special teams gridiron. Anyone want to um, speak up for Derek Watt or give their grade or who wants to go next? To be honest, it's not too different. I was, I was actually going to go B+. Um, and that plus is, I think, the Jalen Warren factor. I think mm. having having that number two is going to make a massive difference while we've got guys on rookie contracts. Gav, I agree with you. Snell out, Master Teague in, nice and easy. No changes needed apart from that. Um, Derek Watt, nice knowing you. It's a fullback. We'll find someone. Don't worry about it. I, I tell you what, lads, I will find us a fullback in the draft. Cover, <laughs> <about that. laughs> good, That's, good luck. Leave yeah. it with me. I've already, I've already started on kickers, Kets. So, wow. Um, they were easy to do. <laughs> it's five <laughs> minutes. Like, um, all right, task for me, find us a fullback. All right, nice. So you're going none or some need for the fullback? Um, I suppose some if, if it's low what need. Out. Yeah. What out? Yeah, low. low Drafting a punter. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm with Dave. I think there's no need. You just just play Connor in that role. But fine. If you want a, you want a, you want a specialist fullback, you can have one. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 
Dave, you, uh, what were you? Some or none or or I don't I see no point in drafting anyone or bring anyone in, so no no need. None. You're with me. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go next? Rich? Kets? Uh I had it a uh, B plus. And pretty much echoing with what uh, Mike said. Uh Jalen Warren brought that up, I think, to a plus because he is a really good uh guy mm-hmm. coming off the bench. And then I don't know about what. Um, yeah, he's pretty expensive. Um, if we do get rid of him or let him go, I think they, they there is some need there. So I, I'd like to see them bring in a fullback that is that is a legit, real fullback. A low need or some need? Uh, low. low. Right. Okay. I would go B plus and no need at running back, albeit I appreciate the comments about fullback. Um so hopefully Mike can find us somebody suitable. Um, so but as we none. were talking about, yeah, no, no need. None. And as we were talking about Derek, what I had written down, Connor Hayward. So uh, clearly we're all along the same wavelength, which is uh, which is good. Yeah, come on, guys, we need some disagreement here. We're all yeah, in the this same... is great. We're all in the B to B plus <laughs> category here. This is great. We're not getting any crazy outliers. I'm sure they'll come. Speaking of which, Ketz, you had wide receiver as what was it like eighth <laughs> on the on the preseason rankings, and that's the next position. So I don't. know, Do you want to start on wide receiver, Ketz? Yeah, I'm going to go C, I think, for wide receiver. I could sense the anxiety coming through the screen there. As Kets. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to say something that's totally out of, out of whack. But <laughs> yeah, no, I was just <laughs> going through the players and going, very good, very bad, meh. Just <laughs> kind of has a word yeah, for fair it. Play. Yeah. So I think Pickens in um, the second round... Sorry, Kets. Yeah, sorry. Not to interrupt you. Sorry, I should have said, I'm, I'm meant to be going through the players, so I should just, just preface this, but I'll let you carry on. Um, we're ending the season with George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Stephen Sims, Miles Boykin, and Gunnar Oshlevsky. Hang on a sec. Still can't um, say that. Yep. Sims and Boykin, both free agents. I, I, I didn't say that they weren't, but I'm just saying that these are okay. the players that end the season on the roster. Uh, oh, I was looking back. Sorry. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. And then uh, on doing the, the practice... doing the back and the forward at the same time is confusing. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> plain we had. And then on the practice squad right now, we got Jamarcus Bradley, Des Fitzpatrick, which you uncovered this week, Gav. I was excited for that. And uh, Cody White and Anthony Miller, right? He's just resigned. And Anthony Miller has just resigned. Yes. Yeah, sorry, they haven't updated the roster. Oh, come on, come on, Steelers. dot com. Sorry, Kets, that was an interruption. Please continue. No worries. So yeah, Pickens in the second round. What a pick that was. Um, really good, absolute animal at the line of scrimmage. Absolute, you know, some of the catches he's taken are just like highlight plays for the rest of his career. Put them, put them on a trophy cabinet and forget about them. Um, you've got the the converse to that is DJ paid sixteen point three million dollars this year not to catch anything remotely anywhere near an end zone. Um, Sims, I was shouting for a lot on this podcast before the season, and I'm glad to see he's come in and, and made a bit of an impact. I still think, are we including um, sort of punt returns in this as well? Because that's kind of like a wide receiver type discipline. I guess so. If it's for the player, sure. Yeah. So, Steven uh, Sims, yeah. I, th- I think... I think I'd keep Sims around. I think there's an option to replace Gunner and get a punt returner um, if there's any kind of sort of specialists. And then Boykin, I think he's more of a kind of general special teams player rather than a specialist uh, wide receiver. So, Hang on here. Got to stop that. That's not true. He he, he is key in the run game. He is the... The blocker. 
run game blocking wide receiver kits because that is a specialist <laughs> specialist role right there. Carry on. Pickens got that covered as well. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Pick a better territory. So yeah, just a real mixed bag from the wide receivers. Um, I don't want us to go out and get Addison with the 17th overall pick. I know that there's a lot of kind of debate I'm about up to that, that. By the way, there's a lot of debate about that. We'll We've that. got other we'll needs. <laughs> other needs that are more important, but I have got it as a kind of mid-range need. So receivers are going to be 10 a penny. There's going to be 400 of them that we're going to review when it comes to the wide receiver yeah. episode on the draft coverage. You can find someone lower down that's a decent enough receiver that will do a job that can either play in the slot or, or do whatever we need them to do. Alternatively, if Juju's there, go and get him back. He oh, can do a job he, for he, us. He's going to be way too expensive, man. Yeah. Sorry to break your bubble. It depends. If it, it depends. I don't it's know. going to be I'm wanting sorry. 13 to 15 million. They just, they just, you know, the Steelers are over the cap right now. They're two point eight million over the cap. They got yeah, but we've got know. the entirety of the roster going on uh, free agency. So and what and what the cap? Depends who we bring back. No, that's 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 uh, as of right now, okay. not including the free agents. So that's they they they've got some work to do. They've hmm. got some real work to do here. I mean, they I need we to. We weren't in that bad of a spot right now. No, no they are. They're two point two point eight as of today. We were, yeah. we were fine the other day. Right what now change? they're two point eight <laughs> over the cap on the rule of fifty one. Hmm. So it's they need some I mean, having William Jackson right Hang William Jackson is the first thing to do. You cut him for zero, you save nine point two five million. Okay, right, yes. Yeah, so there's, right, so, so there's that. So all right, so they've got that that gives them a bit of wiggle room. But then I, what, I what just, was the whole point of that? I mean we'll get I, on to that in a minute. Yeah, but, we'll talk about that. But yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't worry too much about the, the, the overall where we are in the cap right now. I mean I, I, weren't we talking about us having loads of money to spend like Two, next year, like a year ago, what happened to that? Where did well, that go? I mean, it's all tied up with Cam and TJ, and, and then we got to sign Alex Highsmith and such. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got to extend done. him. There's things to be done. So I just think dreaming of a you know fifteen million dollar receiver. Well, also let me just stop you in the tracks right there because there also just isn't any. Um, the free agent wide receiver list is pretty dire. The best option is probably Juju. Weirdly enough, no, I'll tell you who the best option is. Go on, Paris Campbell. You get him for about two point five million, three million because he's a stop. bust, right? Imagine Please. what if, if you don't re-sign Sims. Should we get Nikhil Harry all right? Or? No, no. Okay. I think I think I think Paris Campbell <laughs> could do a job out of the slot for the Steelers. Imagine him on the jet sweep. He'd be perf- I, I, He would be perfect for um, Canada's like scheme. Alan, I like Alan Lazard. Let's pick him mm. up for dirt cheap. Yeah. Okay. It feels like he'd, he'd be in the Pickens role. Mm. No, Pickens yeah, I think, in the Pickens you know, role. No one's replacing that could dude. Fit, I think exactly. He could fit in with that, like, kind of, you know. Well, you're going for the two towers from, approach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. And, you know, and That's an option. You can also, like, get, get messy and, block, you know, block a little bit. He, he, he's a physical receiver. Anyway, I, the, this is all to say um, I had the receivers at C. Um, that might sound a little bit harsh, but I think we've got to the point now where we're very top heavy. We've got Pickens and Johnson. Anything happens to either of those guys, touch wood. I think we're very light all of a sudden. Obviously, Claypool's gone out the door, and his play probably plays into this as well. DJ didn't have a great season, albeit, you know, we've spoke about all the various factors that go into that as well. Pickens obviously had a great year, but not, you know, the numbers aren't there yet. Hopefully, that comes. So, I don't think it's been a wonderful year for the passing game in general. Um, I don't, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable rating them much higher than that. And I, and I think it's it's some need because I think mid, and I'm talking second round really uh, onwards. Not doesn't have to be second round, but I'm saying second round is where we start looking. 
Really? Mm. Um, I don't know about that. I've got to be honest, it's been, it's been creeping up for me, especially given that we got the two picks now. You know, we got the th- 32nd pick. Um, so, you know, it's difficult, right? We haven't gone through the draft. We haven't, we haven't sort of got to that point yet. But I could certainly see a scenario where we're messing around with tackle, we're messing around with corner. But if one of those positions doesn't look attractive at a certain point, then, mm. you know, you go out and get a receiver in that second round. No problem with that whatsoever with where we two, are right now. Uh, two words, lads, to look forward to the next season. Calvin Austin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Great point. Yeah. Great yeah, point. And exactly. one that I overlooked yeah. about on IR. Yeah. Now, I still think wide receiver is. I'd rank that in the in the sum. I still think we would we need one. Free agency draft is irrelevant. Um, but I still think we're losing. Yeah, we're losing three, and two of those uh, help out on special teams. So yeah, we we need at least one additional wide receiver this off season. No, I did write down all the IR players, so why did I not write down Calvin Austin? Let's see. I'm going to go. Yeah, I reminded the, you uh, about him two weeks ago. He did. He, he, <laughs> he is not on right now, the reserved injured list. So where is No, he is. I just missed him. Ignore me. It's me being stupid. I mean, he's, he's, he's a small guy, so it's hard to... <laughs> yeah, that's it. His name was too small. Um, Rich didn't yeah, agree with you there. So yeah, sorry. Go on, Rich, what, please. What are you saying, Oh no, that's way too high. The, we have a we have a real good skill of drafting receivers, and we can grab a round. good one fourth, fifth. Oh, look at look at AJ. Or, um, um, yeah, that was third. Brown. DJ, DJ. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Who? No, no, Antonio. Oh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's good. Antonio Brown, and then before that, um, yeah. But I mean, we I mean, we're known for being able to draft receivers well and not mm-hmm. spending super high draft picks on them. You know, I mean, Pickens we drafted because it was a steal. Guy should have yeah. been a first rounder. You know, so yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't go any higher than four. We have too much. We have defensive line, we have offensive line, we have corner, we have so many needs Mm. that we need to fill. And, uh, uh, you know, sorry, sorry. I I just look at the Joe Burrow effect, right? This is what's kind of um, the NFL's changing. We we all laughed at the Bengals. Ha ha ha. Why would you not draft an offensive lineman? And, And they all ignored us. And look how that played out. That's the only thing that keeps ringing in my mind. We laughed at them. We you know what? Them. And you're right. And I was one of those people. I, I thought it was a ridiculous pick to pass pass up that that big big lineman from what, what was it, Oregon or where it was? Penisul. Penisul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was. But he. That's an outlier. I mean, that look. How many? How many of those guys are in the league right now at receiver? It, it was a great pick. It was. It was. It was lucky. You know that it worked out the way it did. But it did. Good for them. I mean, it turned out to be a great pick. But that doesn't happen all that often. Hmm. You know, I mean, so it's more I, but, for me. It's it's more, just more of the perspective of getting weapons around Pickett. That's all I'm saying. I just want to make sure he has the highest possible chance to succeed. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, I, don't, I don't want to limit his weapons. One guy goes down, and all of a sudden you've got you know what we got either DJ who he's got no rapport with right now, or Pickens. I mean, in saying that, I mean both of us side were on the uh, juju train i mean we we mm-hmm. both want were really bummed when they lost him and i always thought you know like you did that yeah he this guy, we're gonna feel the loss we're definitely yeah. gonna feel the loss and if you look at the yards after catch you look at uh, dj 235 pickens 104 sims 86 that's our top three receivers that's 425 yards after the catch juju himself had 465 last year <laughs> mm-hmm. wow so, that's a great start well done you know Wow. I think I saw a stat this week that Debo Samuel nearly had as much as uh, about half as much as DJ in that one playoff game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's because DJ um, runs backwards. That, 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 that one helps the stats. Yeah, yeah. So, Rich, what are you uh, giving for a grade and a need? I'm going to say C. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, need. Um, 
I don't know what is it somewhat somewhat of a need like we need it but I'm high, not, it's high not need, some, some need yeah some need it sounds like some some need. high medium or low basically a medium okay that's some all right that probably would have been a better scale you're right possibly I'm getting confused myself here <laughs> all right uh, okay right did uh, you collect everyone go no Kets okay. you didn't give a need although you gave a C grade you probably did in your speech but you didn't actually say the words so I didn't type it down okay. Mid need of some okay, need. Some. Some. Okay. <laughs> it seems like all you guys are a bit more negative. Dave, you're okay. a bit more positive? No. Do you want to go first? Okay. Go on, no, you go, you go. Go on. <laughs> um, I feel like I've maybe been a bit overly harsh listening to you guys, but I give him a D. Um, I feel like D. maybe DJ dragged that down quite a bit. I've been vastly DJ. underwhelmed by that guy. He's on my radar big time. Um, I wouldn't be overly upset if he didn't stick around, which yeah. considering at the start of the season, I was someone that could, like, like you guys were saying, Juju going was a big upset to me. I want him to be around just as a guy that's weird to say that a guy's an old, you know, old head and more mature guy for a guy who's like, what, what are you, 21? He's, he's a young, young guy. I don't know how old he is. How old is he? He's young. DJ. No, uh, Juju. I think Juju. he's around 23, 24 now. Yeah. I can tell you. One sec. But like, I, I saw someone as that sort of veteran guy, um, despite being young, you know, that sort of more mature guy in, in the in the room that was a leader, you know. He's 26 um, and 64 26. days. Oh, that's, thanks thanks for the day count. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it... it Maybe DJ skews my opinion somewhat. So if he didn't, if I didn't include DJ, I'd give him a C. Um, I'd say Pickens has been a, a great uh, addition to the team. But at the same time, the receiver group as a whole, including DJ, sort of left me feeling very underwhelmed. I had not an awful lot of confidence in them. And maybe that's because of play calling, playing into that, and a new QB, new system, it all sort of throws things off. And DJ being, I think as Gav said in the past quite a lot, he been being more of a timing kind of guy, um, which doesn't sort of fit with this that well. It, it's left me feeling very underwhelmed and concerned about the position as a whole. Um, now, I wouldn't say that it's a high draft need. I'm not saying that we need a draft sub guy really on, but I'm, I'm putting it as sort of a mid-range need. Mm-hmm. Um, but not drafting early, like like uh, Rich is saying, that they're so good at drafting receivers. They can find some guy that no one's heard of off the street, and he turns out to be a superstar. You know. Um, so would you re-sign uh, Sims and Boykin, or would you go a different uh, way? I'd... One of the two. I think they both have value. Sims, well, they both have value in special teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It depends what sort of side of special teams you want to keep around for. Boykin is, is a, he's a he's a tough physical kind of guy. He's uh, he was impactful in the run game on his what he played what eleven percent of snaps. I think I wrote down somewhere. Um, but in, on those plays, he's impactful. Uh, so I'd be happy with either of them sticking around. But either way, you need to draft someone or bring someone in to fill their role. But are you making that much difference in the in the in the cost? Probably not someone of their equal standing so I'd be happy with either of them sticking around really Okay, good Mike, what was your grade? I didn't write it down I've got a middle of the road and go C 
I think there's 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 pros and cons, but I do think we need some uh, some extra bodies in there. Wow! So it seems like all of you guys agree with Ketz's preseason analysis that this group wasn't that good. Because <laughs> I've gone with a B, just a straight B, low need. I mean, they're paying on on offense. This is the group that they're, apart from the O line, this is the skill group they're paying the way the most to because of DJ twenty six million. Um, to be fair tw- to us, Gav, I, at, the, at the preseason point we had Claypool, who's turned out to be physical as a wet noodle. So you know. <laughs> Well, and also, also along with what Dave's saying, yeah, that's preseason, but they underachieved this year. And you mm-hmm. might say that's because of you know because of the OC, you know, or or you know, I think they can all share a little blame. But yeah, preseason they look it looked like yeah, that was going to definitely be the strength of our team, and and mm-hmm. I think they underachieved a little bit. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's possibly why I'm giving them a little bit of a pass is that I think they were weren't helped out by what they were expected to do, what they were asked to do. And, you know, shifting sands of the QB situation. I think this is a talented group. I think, you know, you, all right, they, they, some people seem to be more annoyed with DJ than I am. I, I, the things that people seem to be getting excised about don't bother me. Like the, the running back to create space, I don't mind that. All right, the drop passes, but he can separate. Don't you know? Uh, give me, give me one guy on the team that can separate at an A, a plus level every day. If he can't catch the ball, I don't care. That's that's his role, and he's getting paid a lot of money. Yeah, that's a problem. All right, but I think he's worth it. And um, you know, I, I, the lack of touchdowns, I put that down to yeah, like the, the incompatibility with what Pickett is now. But I think Pickett could progress on and, and develop that skill. That's more of a you know, time that's more reps and training camp and a better scheme will help all that. So I'm I'm hard on this group still. So okay, I'm I'm the outrider here. I did th- I did wonder if someone would uh, kind of put this a little bit higher, and I can understand it, but I I don't know. Can we really? Can you argue that they had a great season this year, Gab? I'm not saying they had a great is... season. I I just yeah. think I just think there's a lot of skill in that group and a lot of mm. I, I I feel good about it. You know, I feel yeah. I feel like teams well, the, grade, were, the grade is for the season performance. Gift. True, and I feel like teams were scared of what the, the Steelers receivers could do. I don't mm. think it was a group where you, where you ever felt, oh, this group's useless, or it always felt like they were a threat. You know, it's just it's just, just how just how, how the season went. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't ideal, but I, I still I'm, I'm high on them. I well, I agree with you what you're saying, Gavin. Yeah, I'm high on them too because there's a lot of talent. In that room, just Pickens and Johnson alone, and 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 I think Austin may end up being a real good one too. We'll see, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, this, we're grading them for the season. I mean, and and yeah, I I think they are really talented and skillful, and I like them. But we, you can't ignore the stats. You can't ignore the you know, DJ not having mm. one touchdown all year. Come on, you got to put some of that on him. Do you think? I mean, I mean, yes. he was so so close to, to getting that touchdown in the final game. That was so close. I mean, you couldn't get any closer. I know, but they yeah. were trying desperately, and he still couldn't get it. Yeah, but is it not more of a product of of it other is. things? I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, it is for sure. You're right. It's a product of other things, but it is what it is, right? I mean, it, the, you can't ignore what what the results were. Sure. Yep. No, this, maybe, maybe a B minus would have been. Oh, no, don't back, don't back down. Stay it, on your I'm not changing, but I'm just saying maybe maybe that would be a fairer grade. Because okay. of the questions being asked, this is the sort of thing that 
when we come to the summer and we talk about uh, position groups, we'll probably all look at wide receiver and give them a higher grade. Yeah, yeah. The, in six months' time from there, than what we'd be giving them now because you know the season's still fresh and raw. It'll come back to me in August when there's optimism. You go, oh hello, DJ Pickens, Kevin Austin, unnamed rookie from Tulane. I don't know, Grambling uh, State, Duquesne's finest, uh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I, I'd end up. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up giving a higher grade because of it. For sure. But it's, it's just, as you say, Rich. It's looking back, and when you've got a yeah a number one wide receiver earning a few bob doesn't score a touchdown, you do have to ask the question. Yeah, touchdowns are overrated. Touchdowns are overrated. <laughs> wow. Sorry, sorry, put that on a shirt. <laughs> I think the kicker from uh, Dallas said that the other day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What we could say go before on. that revelation from Gav, um, what would it take for you, sort of going around the room, to trade away DJ? What would you want? Second round pick. Yeah, we, I, we 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 talked about this last week. Was it last week or week before? I said definitely a first. I'd take uh, second. Seems probably a top half of the second round pick. To be honest, mm, that's like the, the on the line there. Anything lower, I'm out. You're but, getting rid of the salary there, but you're also getting rid of really your only veteran presence on in the receipt. So you probably have to go out and sign a guy as well. But give, you then can replace him. So you can't value. replace. You, you, mm. You're going to be do well to replace him mm. with a, someone that can run routes as well as he can. Yep. Are you going to get? A, I mean, are you even get a second round pick for a guy who's got no touchdowns on a season and had such an underwhelming season? Claypool, hold my beer. Claypool, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. If, if, if the value we can get for Chase Claypool, we should be ended up with Jalen Ramsey. Um, but yeah. no, no. That... But so much of it is is salary. You know, that's what we don't think about. Chase Claypool got that high price because he was getting yeah. paid nothing. You know. And... Also, he did have a touchdown. Um, he did. <laughs> yeah, sixteen mil cap next year for DJ, and then fifteen after that. Yeah, that's 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 a few quid, all right. Yeah, I think he's yeah. worth it. I think he's worth that. No, no, I, I I agree. I I would say first as well. I just think it would be unlikely that a team would give it first. But who am I to <laughs> who am I to question that? I also right. a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that kebab, Mike. Maybe on uh, maybe on Super Bowl weekend. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Just, just one final scathing criticism of the wide receiver room. Where would we have been without Mister Frymuth? Well, that's what we're about to get to, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that as a nice segue. Um, tight end is the next position. Uh, we end the season with Pat Frymuth, Connor Haywood, and Zach Gentry. And we also have a practice squad member, Rodney Williams. Not got a lot of pop from us this season, but replacing uh, Kevin Rader, Gav's favourite, uh, on the practice squad. So, yeah, if, you, if you don't play in the preseason on the practice squad, you're dead to me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea who you are until yeah. next preseason. There's, there's a lot of those. <laughs> um. So, sorry, go on, Ketch, if you want to continue. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's the three dudes we got on the tight end room. Do you want to carry on there? Or? Yeah, yeah, can do. So, I think um, I'd have it as a B-plus grade. I think mm-hmm. Fryer Muth had a really good season. Um, Gentry did little bits now and again. But we'll come on to, to needs at the end. But, um, you know, Connor Haywood is just a football player. He's going to have the ability to make plays and, and be really useful in a lot of different situations. So yeah, I went with B plus. 
Um, and I've got it as a, a kind of mid to low need. Be looking at maybe a sort of fourth, fifth round pick potentially for a blocking type, uh, blocking tight end. So I'm sure Gav will have a, a number of them lined up for us in a few weeks' time. <laughs> I hope well, so. I'm going to have to press you there. Is it mid or is it low? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to end low, up with low can in, low can include you know day three picks if you want some some depth additions uh, if you want kits. It's not yeah, not it's, it's a specific some, need, isn't it? it it's yeah. we've got to pass catching tight ends we just need one that's more of a it's a rundown or it's a heavy set we need a, a kind of a, a bigger tight end that can do that sort of role alongside those two so it's a very specific need so i'd say it's more of a low low, okay, low need low. Than, a, than a mid need otherwise everything's going to be mid exactly yeah because you can always add something i i, I totally agree with you kets i've said exactly the same b plus low need agree that obviously gentry's going to go out we probably want to try and upgrade there with a more blocking, uh, adept tight end, which would be nice. Love what we've seen out of Connor Haywood. Think he is a very intriguing guy to watch next season. And after Gav uh, shit all over Pat Frymuth in the off season, suggested that he was going to have a sophomore slump, <laughs> just didn't come to be. And uh, Muth continued to charge ahead. So yeah, not I one think of my he, he runs this. Yeah, he runs this grade, and uh, I have to remind you of them, Gav, because that's fine. God knows, take, I've, I've got plenty of my own. Take. I've got plenty of my own. <laughs> Um, so yeah, B plus totally agree. Uh, you know, could you have pushed this into an A? I mean, Muth did have a great season, but um, what would they have had to do for an A? I don't know. I guess have have, have a truly like Travis Kelsey style season, maybe. I don't know, but I think B plus is fair. I've ever to that side. Yeah, I think you had to have the tight end make the difference in the red zone and score yes, agreed. all agreed. of the touchdowns. Yep. Mm. Which is what I was hoping Gentry Charlie would Gola. become. Yeah, I was hoping Gentry would be that guy, being six foot six foot one hundred or whatever he is. But it just didn't seem to, I don't know, they didn't call his number, they didn't use him in the red zone. So, I mean, I think, is, any, is anyone wanting to keep Gentry around? I, I'm sort of happy to let him go, really, but not happy, that's wrong. But, I mean, I'm not unhappy that he is leaving. Um, <laughs> I knew what fairer. you were trying to say, but yeah, it's so good. I just sort of mashed it up. Um, uh, but, uh, I wouldn't say that. With, with that, I'm a bit upset that we didn't see, because there was, there was a, a moment in 2021 where it looked like he was a very good tight end too right but it just I don't know it, it feels like they need a different player in in this group which is why I've given them a C uh, sorry B C would be harsh a B uh, with some need um, for that blocking tight end I think I mean this is they are paying 1.5% of the cap this is a tiny tiny little group I think there is there could be like you said that I would have some names I've got some names but um Free agents. What about and these guys are actually coming in under what um, Gentry is earning right now. Jesse James, free agent. Mm-hmm. Max Williams. Back. Max Williams, same age as Jesse James, twenty-eight. No, yes. sorry, same age as uh, Jesse James. Max Williams and Jesse James both twenty-eight. Gentry twenty-six. There's another one that's even cheaper. OJ Howard. How about him? Jesse James won't come cheaper. back. Well, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure that when he left, he was like, "I hate the locker room. I hate the you know the attitude of the locker room." Obviously, that has been changed in the locker room. The, that was just, probably AB, wasn't it? The roster's changed somewhat. Yeah, possibly. But I think he was very unhappy with how it was run and the attitudes around it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's done. He's not a fit, I guess, in that in that in the team. 
Steve Max Williams though, AFC North roots. And I was his name did stick out to me when I was looking at the list. I, I tell you what though, OJ Howard, man, what a mm. bust that turned out to be. I know. First round. God, he end. was really hailed, I remember coming out. He was the next um, baby Gronk. Back in twenty seventeen. Yeah, so many of them. But we at least we actually got one. Yeah. So I had B some need. Uh Rich. Same as you, Gav. Um, I be some need. We need to get better uh, in line blocking. He, he, as good as Fryermuth was, and I think he's a really great receiving tight end. And he's going to get even better, I, I bet. Uh, he needs to improve his blocking in, in space. I think he's pretty good, but online he, he needs to improve his blocking, and as does everyone. Yeah, agreed. Who who's got a wildly different take out of Dave and Mike? <laughs> I, no, no I, you mentioned the question about re-signing Gendry. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be too upset. Team-friendly deal, knows the place. I wouldn't have an issue. Um, I mean, it would be a low need for me because we're talking tight end two, tight end three. You know, get him in cheap, late day three, UDFA, low costing, you know, seventh week of free agency sort of signing. Um yeah, not, nothing, nothing too outlandish. I, I'd, I'd say B, B plus in terms of looking, looking back on the season. So um, B plus. Yeah, go, yeah, give me B plus. All right. Okay, Dave, great and need. I've said B. Um, I mean, in terms of keeping Zach Gentry around, I never want to see the Zach Gentry screen pass again. So I wouldn't be. <laughs> overly upset if he left but at the same time you know if you're given a bit of green grass in front of him and he can he, there's a couple of good uh good good, uh, good gains he had um but i wouldn't be overly upset if he left i think um he's below average as a blocker i don't think i think we're sort of seeing his ceiling to some extent but then again you know the old adage that titans take some time to 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 you know, find the feet in the league, but and really evolve. But I don't think we're going to see that much more as that gentry. Mm. Um, I mean, I haven't, in all honesty, I haven't looked at any of the draft stuff. I haven't looked at any of the tight end draft stuff, but there's usually some lower order guys who are pure blocking tight ends that are, that can do a job, you know? Um, yeah. So Josh, Josh Riley from Cincinnati. Sorry. <laughs> so like in that respect i put it as a low need because you mm. can go lower in the draft with it but it is also a somewhat of a priority if you know what i mean mm. so somewhere between low and mid or are you gonna or do you want me to have a, a definite answer for you yeah definite low or mid i think <laughs> required here L- yeah the mid middle um i'll go low okay low need. i'll tell you what mike i'd I don't know about you, but I love that guy from Notre Dame. Is it Mayer? Maher? Mayer? I think it's Mayer. Oh, yeah, oh, Michael Mayer, he's special. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah he is. Him. He is, you know, I mean, the sort of guy you see in draft tape and you think, when's he due? Oh, two yeah, years. Yeah, that, exactly. Because I remember watching him one or two years ago, wherever he was, thinking, geez, that guy, when he comes out, I'm going to be all over. That was before the Frymouth pick. I was thinking, yeah. that's the guy. That's the guy. So he's 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 an exciting prospect. The team that gets him is going to be that. He's going to be a rookie to pick up in Dynasty. Definitely, yeah. He's, that he's guy special. is, yeah, pretty, pretty, he's pretty all round tight end. Mm. Um, Sorry, just a quick, quick one. Mm-hmm. You know, your just speaking of Gentry, you're, you know, your propensity to mention like toying costs and stuff like this. <laughs> do you not? And I apologize because this is going to be in your head now for the rest of your life. Do you not ever look at Zach Gentry's name and want to call him Jack Gentry? 
<laughs> and you know, it's not it's not one I've ever done. No, but I wonder if I will now. Now that you've, now that you've honestly, I injected are, my brain I, with I, that. I have to pause for a split second and go. No, it's I, Zach. Now Jack it's just, I must admit it's in my brain now. <laughs> Jack Century. Yeah, I can see it happening. It's going to happen. Hopefully, you won't be around long enough for me to worry about it. <laughs> I apologize. Right, that's more tight end talk than we need. Yes. Um, okay. Um, Rich, let's let's uh, Rich take it away with the O line. Yeah, I was going to say, now, but just very quickly, do you want to do this as O-line or do you want to do split this into kind of tackle guard centre? Is there any, because I've kind of done both just in case. But Well, I've done an overall group, but okay. I, can, I can switch it up if we need we to. Can do, we can do group if you want. No, what no, what would can... you prefer, Rich? Uh, I'm fine either way, guys. Whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> um, okay, well, I've written it down by position, but what I'll do, I'll go through the names in each position that I've got written down. Um, and then we can kind of talk about the group as a whole. And we can grade them as all. So you're, you're um, just stealing this off, Rich, even though... We're... No, no, I'm, not, I'm just going to give them the names and then we'll let okay. Rich give into it. Like, like I have done for every position, Gavin. Okay. Hey, Simon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so tackle we end the season with Dan Moore, Chuck Sakura for uh, Trent Scott, Gav's favourite. Um, Jesse Davis was on this roster. Did you remember that? Uh, I did, but I'm un- luckiest man in football. Like, <laughs> didn't, didn't get a snap. Didn't get a snap. Uh, at guard, we got James Daniels, Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, still hanging around, like a foul smell. Uh, William Dunkel is on the practice squad. And at centre, Mason Cole, JC Hassenauer on the on the team. And Ryan McCollum is on the practice squad. Rich, take it away. Rich, if you ever need a reminder of who's in charge here, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I actually don't ever need a reminder. All right, yeah. I, no I, one does. I know the pecking order. I'm, I'm way down at the bottom. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> you know, I, I think some people would probably be um, – probably motivated to give these guys a C minus or a D plus or a D. I, I want to give them a C um, because I saw a lot of growth over the season. And to be fair, their pass blocking was not too bad. I mean, the tackles, you know, I think we're going to need a tackle, you know, but the pa- pass blocking wasn't horrible, but we, we did, you know, we had some issues here and there, but the run blocking was our biggest problem from just from charting the four or five games that I did run blocking was a much bigger problem than pass blocking um so yeah I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a C there's some changes that need to be made um personally I would keep our guards the way they are I I would I would bring in I'd bring in a tackle in the draft or free agency preferably the draft and I'd bring in a center as well maybe free agency I don't have to see what's going on with the draft but uh yeah, that's all I would do at, at this point in some depth pieces. So what, what would you say the need is? I'd say the need is uh, the need is high because we we do need a, we need a, a better tackle, better left tackle for sure. Yeah, so I'll just I'll chip in here because I've got exactly the same. I've got C grade major need, which which like what you said, Rich. I think they outplayed like how they they played better than they should have in some mm. ways. And that's obviously helped by the fact that they, I mean, it's almost unheard of, isn't it? Not a single injury. They all played every single snap together. And, and, and you can see that consistency coming through. But I mean, I mean, it's like a broken record for me. I, you know, these tackles. But when you look at it, though, I mean, it's tricky. I think, I think they've got to draft a guy. They have to draft a tackle. They can't cut chucks. And I, I think the, the, the thing to do would be to draft, draft a tackle this this draft and sit him behind Chucks. Do you want a, a right tackle or, or a left? I don't know. 
because I don't, I don't like more either. I don't I was like. Gonna say, is Horman. it not more that you bench instead of? Instead of I don't know, but I, do you want a starting rookie? I don't know. But the thing is, Chucks next year, you can cut him. You save eight million mm. with a three million cap hit, whereas this year you save seven million with a six million cap hit. So it doesn't make financial sense to cut him this year. It makes sense to keep him for one more. So that being said, he's going to be your right tackle. I don't want Chucks at left tackle. I don't want more at left tackle. So who, who's available? There are two veterans, I think, out there that could could be brought in for a reasonable price. It's not going to break the bank. That's Eric Fisher and Kelvin Beecham. Now, Beecham obviously been around here before. They could be had at value. You could you could play them for a year or two. You know, you've seen success of older guys playing this position. Um, and then, you know, so you draft a tackle. You've got Dan Moore still. You've got Chuck still. And you take one of these veterans. And then next year, you see where you are. You get rid of Chucks. Maybe you get rid of these veterans and you draft another guy or Moore's improved or something. But I do think there's major needs there. I agree. I mean, my, I mean, Jesse Davis is surprisingly asking for a lot of money, I think, it looks like. So I don't think he's going to stick around. So I do think they need another guard because they're going to have to extend Dotson. Dotson's on the last year of his contract in 23. So that's that's the situation. I think he's. I think he came on really well. So I think you want to keep him around. So I, I do think they could do with maybe getting another draft uh, guard later in the draft. So I think and and then centre. I mean, <clears throat> uh, Hassanau is probably gone, right? So then that leaves you with Cole and Green. Do we really ever want to see Green back at for a single another snap at centre? I'm not sure, <laughs> but. There's not much in free agency, so I think you, it is going to be in the draft. Just, I mean, do we just Cole's okay? You know, I know you've got some issues with him, Rich, but it's just I think there's other bigger needs at the moment. And you know, maybe I mean, maybe there is like an amazing move center that can you can pick up in the third or fourth round. But I, I've got the feeling they're just going to stick with Cole. To be honest, I think that's what they and do. you know what they they might. But I'm telling you guys this, and you know, I was on top of Green you know, way before anybody like Steeler Depot or anybody. And I can just see it. You know, when you, when you come to a team, even as a rookie, you have some things that are positives that you do well. And then you have a lot of things you need to improve on to be a good pro. Well, he had nothing, even his positives weren't positives in the NFL. So it was pretty easy to read that. And I'm telling you to have the running game that the Steelers want to have with Najee, you need that monster at center. You mm-hmm. need that guy that can handle these huge, nose tackles and he's huge defensive linemen and Cole is Cole is okay but he's just not it he's just he, he's not strong enough he gets pushed back constantly I, I wish I would have charted the whole season I had you know would have season stats for him but he can he you can get by with him okay you can get by and they might do that but he's just he's not the guy you want if you want the best out of Najee mm. oh, yeah just to to piggyback on that, because I, uh, I I did each position separately and as a, as a group. I, did, I I agreed with you in terms of C. I had C for the old line as a whole, but when I split that down, I kind of had that as a C minus for the offensive tackles, uh, and then B minus for for guard and centre. Now, uh, Rich seems like you would probably have centre at the lowest um, if you were to split those out. But um, I kind of have this right now as high need for the for the tackles and some need for the rest because I would be open to upgrading any part of the offensive line. Uh, if you felt that you could. Um, but like you say, Rich, I, I think we can stick where we are with guard right now. Um, Kevin Dotson 
has annoyed me throughout the season, but I, I think he's also shown some improvement towards the end of the year. Uh, centre, yeah, I'm kind of with you, 50-50 on that. We'll see where that goes. But Rich, if, if we can get some, someone bigger and nastier up there, then I'd be totally for that. But I think tackle is where the highest need is. What so uh, are you going mid so or offensive line? We're going high need, major need, and C oh, Olo. Okay, fine. as a whole, yeah, yeah. I mean, they missed they missed out on Creed. They missed out on Landon Dickerson. There's, been, there's been a few like nasty ass centers they could have had. So you want to go that way? Who wants to uh, go next on O line? Go on, I'll jump in, lads. Um, yeah, I think tackles is going to be a major need. It, it, it's a left tackle that's a major need for me. Um, pick one high. I just don't understand why we've been so against drafting a, a tackle so high. You know, you look mm-hmm. at the old lineman we've picked high in recent years, pouncing to Castro. It's 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 worked out. It's worked out well for us in the past. Um, yeah, I think as a, as a as a season grade, I'll probably say a C minus. I think it's it, it's a pro and con so much negative play over the first few weeks, but things were going in the right direction. And Gav, you make a, you make a great point there about the consistency. You know, Hassan Hare might have played a handful of snaps, but the rest of the time it was the same five boys. That credit credit to them. Now, tip, in typical fashion, we'll lose two of them a week one. Um, but that's the same day that DJ probably score a 90 yard touchdown pass. So, hey, swings around a bit. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say C- minus for the O-line. I think there's definitely there's definitely been improvement but I still think there's a gap at left tackle we need to fill. So what, what, what would you put the need as? Oh, major. Major. Yeah, yeah. First pick. Wow, okay. Anyone not got a major need for the O-line here? No. Top, top of the pecking order for me. Okay. Did you have a grade? I've given them, uh, well, to be rather boring, I've gone the same as you guys. I've gone with a C because um, I don't do pluses and minuses because it confuses me. Um, you know... As you guys have said, really, just sort of echoing you guys, it's um, improvement over the course of the season, particularly on the interior. Um, but I'm, I'm sick of this bargain basement O-line we've got. We don't spend any money on this line. And it's so important. And it's been mm-hmm. neglected year on year. And it's gotten to... I think it was, it was at crisis point last season, right? I don't know what you call this. This is like the, the slight bounce back of it. Then there needs to be some investment in it, whether that's through free agency or in the draft. Something has to be done. Would you spend big in free? Agency? Would you go after like an Orlando Brown or a Mike McGlinchey? Would you go like big, big, big dollar? Don't know. I, I don't know. It, it depends on the guy and what and what the sort of deal was. But you know, it has to, it has to be invested in because we've seen what happens when you don't. You end up with this struggling line that takes so much time to get going and the steals are so notorious for being slow starting and if you've got a, a line that's unconfident and lacking talent and lacking depth it's gonna add to that it needs investment and whether that's with draft draft capital or with in, you know getting a, a free agent in something has to be done big time mm-hmm. so yeah i need yeah I'd like to see them go after an Orlando Brown. That would be a big splash move. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I don't think they've got the cash money, and I don't think they've got the will yeah. to do it. But I'd, I'd love. I'd love them to get like some big mauler on the outside like that. You know, a big, yeah. big dancing bear type. That that'd be great. But I just can't see it. Ketsy, you got a grade for me? I've gone with D overall. 
Ooh. Broken down as D for tackle, C for guard, and D for centre as well. Ever since Rich told me that the centres were rubbish, Ever since I started Rich told watching you, it there. more closely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Rich told me to put that grade. No, no, no. It, do you know when someone draws your attention to something, like the, uh, the Zach Gentry thing, when someone draws your attention to it, it's what you focus on, and then you start to see 100% like why somebody's come out with those kind of comments. And you can see it. You can see it with how... Uh, how Cole plays, but yeah, the, the tackles have been poor all season. Yes, we've improved recently, but you're going to improve when you start being absolutely rubbish, aren't you? Realistically, you know, everybody has so. the odd uh, nowhere to go but up. Exactly, yeah. So, and I think guard, we've got some flexibility. If Cole doesn't work out at centre, we could move him across to guard. Potentially, Daniels could play centre, but I get the idea of having the sort of the larger dude to clear out the big D tackles. So. Yeah, it's a massive need for us. It's I'd be looking at O line with pick seventeen. I'd, I'd still be thinking about it at pick thirty two, even if I've gone gone O line at seventeen. I think you could really make two generational picks and really change the the future of this franchise. Given that we've got the franchise QB and now, hopefully, with with all things work out, we'll pick it. But we've got a generational running back as well. So if you put two generational O line players in front of them. You know, that's the difference between really opening things up, improving the run game, improving the pass game. Um, and then it doesn't matter what you spend on wide receiver. You don't necessarily need Jordan Addison there, albeit he's apparently going to be doing some sort of preseason training with Kenny, apparently, according to a tweet I read earlier oh, today. Begins. Um, but yeah, as much as people want, you know, that, that wide receiver pick, first round, I'm looking at tackle or, or we'll come on to corner in a bit, but I'm looking at tackle, maybe centre for a second round pick. Um, I'm spending a lot of, of draft capital on the O-line this year. Now, the other thing to mention on the O-line uh, before we move on is is the depth pieces. Do, does anyone know who were who the free agents? I think um, Jesse Davis is a free agent, right? Um, yeah. Is it Hassanauer? Yeah, he's a yeah, free agent, yeah. Kendrick Green, I imagine yeah, he's still he's, he's still his rookie contract, deal. Is he going to just be cut? It feels like potentially didn't play a snap this year. Mm. Didn't even get a hat for most of it. Can no, he make I mean, coffee? If he can't yeah. make so, coffee, get rid of him. I, it's a wasted only, roster spot. The only so. thing I'd say I would like to see him in the preseason playing guard because that was his position coming out of college, and yeah. when he decided, oh, you yeah. you've touched a football, play center. Like that, that's tough. I'm not to say, and sure. I'm not implying in any sense that he's going to you know get a starting job. I just like to see some reps, and if it's not there. Come. Yeah, but just, just think, see it. You know, I just wonder. Would they, should, I mean, we got lucky this year, right? We, we we had no real injuries across the offensive line at all, apart from a couple of games where Mason Cole dipped out for a few snaps. So we didn't have, to, luckily, have to dip into any of this depth. But you know, Kendrick Green wasn't even getting a helmet. You know, he wasn't even backup guard yeah. at, at, at any point this season. So it just makes me think. You know, are, are we even considering spending a roster spot on him next year? And if not, who's coming in to replace that spot as a kind of a depth piece at guard? So that's the other thing to look out for here, I think, is late round picks. Yeah, I think, depth I think pieces, a, a late yeah. round guard, a sort of yeah. boring, strong dude. Free agent picks, yeah. well, maybe yeah. late in the late in the day. Yeah, it's, so, it's a really undervalued position, so you can pick up yeah. a guy. All right, uh, moving on to defense. Anything else on O? No, that's good, I think. Yeah. I mean, right. The only thing about the O-line is... It is. Uh, they're spending thirty-eight million on that O line, which is seventeen percent of their cap. I mean, it's twentieth in the league, so it's not massive, but it is yeah. something. It's a chunk of change, yeah. They're they're spending a bit of cash on it. I think the Chuck's thing is is the it's main. Not helped, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, we'll start with the D line. Um, 
I started out trying to split this out a little bit, but then I just kind of lumped the D-line into one group because it got complicated depending on where you want to call one guy's position compared to another. So I've just... I've just did everyone else do that? Did everyone just lump D-line together? Yeah. Or did you kind of split yeah. it? Okay. So D-line, we end the season with Tyson Alualu, Montrevious Adams, Isaiah Loudermilk, Larry Ogunjobi, the Marvin Leal, Cam Haywood, and uh, hey, did you know this? Jonathan Marshall. I saw his name... I don't know who he is. <laughs> I saw his name. He's, uh, I like, this is one of the weird things about this exercise. I was like, wait, there's guys on this roster I don't yeah. remember well, being they, here. They signed like um, 10 Futures guys, didn't they, on yeah. the day well, after the well, playoff loss? This guy is literally on the roster roster. Uh, he's a 2021 sixth-round pick by the Jets. He was signed in week 15. What was that? Wasn't he the dude that was bullied by... Uh, uh, Did he get punched in the jaw in, in the New York yeah, no, he was, locker room? It feels like, no, he was on the Dolphins getting bullied by... Um, <laughs> Richie oh, Incognito. by Richie no, that was, yeah. was something like that. It was a boring English-sounding name, like uh, okay. Jonathan Martin or something like that. That was yeah, That was before the guy got drafted, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same guy. I just wanted anyway. to bring back that story just for the... And on the practice squad, Fun. lest we forget, we have uh, Renell Wren. Who? Shout out, Renell. No idea. I see, you see his name? <laughs> you see these names, like William Dunkel. You see their name, <laughs> and you feel like you know them, but you've never seen them play a down, so you've got no idea. Um... Uh, I can start here if you want. Um, I get, so this is a weird one, I think, the line, because I think as the season progressed, I started to gain even more confidence. That, that you look at the starters, you got, uh, obviously, I mean, Tyson Alawalu, God bless his, his weary bones, um, obviously was not all there this season Let him uh, as he had been before yet. Um, I would like to see some more out of these depth pieces that, that we're kind of hoping to bring up. The Isaiah Loudermilks, the Devarvin Leals, and, um, even the Montrevious Adams, we didn't hear kind of a ton of this year. You were maybe hoping for a slight, slightly more impact this year. Um, but I think Ogan Joby and Cam Hayward both did tremendous jobs throughout the season. I ended up giving this group a B overall. Um, and, and the need? And the need. Do you know, I actually have this as a high need. And that's kind of talking about rounds one to two. Um, I probably wouldn't pick a defensive lineman in round one, to be honest, but I'm keeping it as high need because I would like to see a priority free agent here. Well, that, or I'd yeah, like well, to see a second round pick, maybe. That's interesting because I've gone B for all the reasons you said, but I've gone major need because Larry O's a free agent. Exactly, yeah. Um, now, I, th- I think they should do all they can to bring back Larry O, but he might be expensive. I do think they need to draft a guy, but there's some good some good tackles out there. Um Puna Ford, Taven Bryan, Deron Payne, they're, they're the big money guys. But they're probably, two out of three of those are probably going to be less expensive than Larry O, so I don't know about that. But um, there's another guy out there that played in every game for Detroit. He'd be like a million dollars. It's Isaiah Bucks. Bring him back. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. guy. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't want to come back. Maybe he wouldn't. Um, um, just looking at Ogan Joby, I'm just taking a look at Track right now. Shout out to Sportrack. They only have, and this this is shocking to me. You know, they have the calculated market value for the players. They kind of look at similar players. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, whatever. market value. Yeah, their calculated average annual salary for Larry Ogunjobi is three point four million a year. Seems no, so surely cheap. not. Yeah, seems so cheap. But I, I I could see him commanded more than that on the open market. But then we thought that last year and we got him on the cheap. But it was a uh, what was it a one year uh, eight million dollar deal. So. Hmm. I I would have him down at being about six to eight million. Yeah, I I could see him because you've got to imagine because didn't he want a long term deal and that and he wasn't getting it so he signed this kind of deal to try and a bit of a prove it year. 
yeah to get a long-term deal so yeah. maybe you could offer him something around the sort of six to eight million mark on a on a two or three year deal and maybe you'd, you'd be looking at that um but yeah i think sport track's totally off on that which is rare they're usually pretty good over the cap's got him at eight so. that makes more sense to me is that what he's at now or is that that is what he's at now at but... now yeah Oh yeah, well, I think sorry. that's what yeah. what, he, what he's worth, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Twenty eight at the peak of his career, he's had a decent season. Yeah, that's surprising. Is it because they've got him listed? As, he's kind of one of those guys that's a sort of a tweener, isn't he? He's sort of mm. almost not quite a tackle. He's like your ideal kind of sub package lineman. He's not quite an end, and he's not quite a tackle. Somewhere in between. They have him at DE here, so. Hmm. Mm. A lot of it is to do with age as well. They seem to like devalue defensive tackles as they get a little bit older. He's twenty eight. Yeah, I've, anyway. got, I've got twenty nine here. I don't know. If... Well, there you go. Discrepancy. <laughs> Maybe he'll be twenty nine by the time. This yeah. is Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've gone B and major need. Anyone else wildly different to that? Um, I've gone for like B. The, the same as as you guys for all the reasons you guys said. Um, but I've not put it as as high up the need list. I feel like. They'll make some sort of deal with Larry O. I think he's not. A, not that he's um, he's you know slightly underwhelmed. He's not. He's not sort of um, had his name called out a lot. I don't remember an awful lot of. Um, I don't know how many sacks he had on the season. Who's um, this? Sorry, Larry O. Larry O. Yeah. 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 But um, I don't think he's underwhelmed. I think he's, he's yeah, been pretty key to the well defense and stuff. He's he's not. You know, he's not that guy who's going to go out and get ten sacks a season like Cam no. Haywood. No. But, but um, the, the role is good. We might be able to get a decent deal for him, and if if that happens, I'd be a lot happier with the with the D line. Um, I put it at like a mid, a mid need, mm, some need. I tell you mm. why I put major need. I didn't really explain that. Apart from Lario, I I think there's there's a, 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 the loss to it, and also Cam's advancing age. Yeah, I think yeah. they yeah. they need him. I, Sure. Someone progressing here that's like a blue ticket guy, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Leo. I don't know if it's Loudermill. I think I think they need a starter behind these guys. You know, to starter in two years' time. Sure, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree with that, Gav. I've gone B minus on the group. I did the same thing. I checked Cam's age. He's thirty three. Um, I'd be inclined to pay Larry O. He's AFC North, proven, if nothing else. He knows the division. He knows the opponents. He knows how to beat some of these guys. Um, and, and equally, he can get in the backfield when he needs to. But I 100% agree, Gav. I think the age of that sort of D-line over the past two, three years has really caught up on them. Um, to it, Alawalu, Cam, yeah, they you know, absolute studs. But, you know, we've lost one of them, probably two of them now. There's only Cam left. What's that line going to look like in two, three years' time? And it's the same as we've done with the O-line. If we don't invest in it, it's going to deteriorate. And with how close we need these games to be, to be competitive and to win them, we need them to be, you know, 19, 17 games or 21, you know, 18, whatever it might be. We need these games to be tight and competitive. And that starts from the front of that defensive line. So we need to have an investment in a real blue chip player going forwards. It's one of them. You fix maybe the O-line this year and then fix the D-line next year, hoping that, you know, Cam's all right for another year to make it through. And then, 
you know, really invest in that in that D line this year. There's some absolute monsters coming through the draft this year, but uh, I don't think we're going to be anywhere near sort of drafting that sort of level of talent. But it's, it's that kind of second tier guy that's got the potential to be sort of up there in a in a sort of a long term franchise kind of changing type environment. So that's the kind of thing I've got in the back of my head. You've got major need, have you? Yeah. Okay. Anyone else not got a major need? Nope. See it as a major need as well. Okay. Do you want to give us a grade? Same as Ketsog, I'll be minus. I think um, the player Cam, top level, player Larry O, very good level, and the rest is a bit meh. Uh, we, we, we need depth. I mean, Cam's 34 next year. His contract's got two years. His cap hit in two years is twenty two and a half million. He'll be thirty five years old. If we cut him, we'd save sixteen million. How reliable is a thirty five year old Cam Hayward? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, the level he was playing at this year, sure, was was sensational. Oh, and I hope he's been injured all season as well. So mm. I don't remember okay, him being yeah, injured I, at all. Absolutely, hope I'm wrong. It, you know. Father time and all that, never, never, never defeated and all that ru- rubbish. Um, but we need, we need, you know, Tyson Alawalu gone. I'm, I'm disappointed. Didn't see more out of Montrevious Adams this season because mm-hmm. the pre- yeah. previous, I really thought he'd take a step. He hasn't, so there's a question. Um, the Marvin Leal I thought played well in limited capacity that he did, but he is <laughs> he's the definition of a tweener. So that, I think it's a major need. One of the first three picks, uh, defensive line for sure. Yeah, okay. could get on board with that. Yeah, with that. I think it's all about forward planning, right? That's the main thing. Yeah, Sorry, go yeah, on. Yeah. There, there, there does seem a dearth of forward planning here, despite yeah. them uh, investing trade up in the drafts. And... Well, they've tried to do it on the cheap again yeah. right? with with Leal and with Louder Milk, and but, you know, we'll yeah, see how a, much that works. But third round draft pick that I think was a reach. Weird that one. Weird one. A strange for sure. one. But let's let's see the the. the you know the proof is in the pudding or whatever, and it's still in the oven at the moment with that one. So, Rich, you, you, how do you feel about these guys? I give them a B and uh, a major need. We are in lockstep as a group today. I'm very proud of us. Is that worrying? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've become like one amorphous mind orb. Yeah, a homogenous <laughs> zygote. That's all the same. <laughs> homogenous great, zygote. Great, That's great. Homogenous zygote. It's a great band name, the homogenous zygote. Yeah, uh, we could. We I think we'd make a great band. What I'd be, I'd obviously be the front man, no doubt about that. Um, of course, you would. <laughs> Ket's to be the manager. Ket's on drums, Gavin on bass. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know. Dave kind of feels like a drum guy. Dave, you ever play drums? I used to play the harmonica. I used to play one of those white hats. I used to play a bit of blues back in the day. You know, yeah. I've been uh, sitting on a box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Rich is definitely your electric guitar man with the solo. You know, he's like the the um, what's, yeah. what's the what's the name of the guy? You know, in Kiss. What like Edge? But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's yeah. Not whatever cute, but... you know, the guy the guy with the cool name. <laughs> Flea. Flea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and Mike, you could play the triangle. I don't know. <laughs> I was well, Mike would be was Mike would be the manager selling the, the, the selling the tickets, but also touting tickets at the same time. <laughs> That's scalping, oh, Rich. That's there you go. The homogenous zygote. You brought to you by the UKSP. Um, sorry, what did I trample all over with that thought? 
I, don't, I kind of forgot. Can't remember. Let's move on. We we're, yeah. <laughs> were trying to fix the D line, but you were we too. Did, I think we've done it. We've all, we've all gone B or B minus, and we've all gone major, major or some need. So. The homogenous I got spoken. Okay, uh, on to the where was it? Oh, that was D line. So we'll go to the outside linebackers next. Um, so we end the season here with uh, the foursome that we carried through the year. Basically, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Jameer Jones, and Malik Reed on the practice squad. Um, Actually, I'm going to say the practice squad because I kind of mixed in linebacker because I, I didn't know who these guys were. But Delonte, we have, don't we... forget Delonte Scott. He's my guy on the practice Delonte squad. Delonte Scott. Uh, <laughs> is Delonte Scott? I didn't even... Is he, you sure he's still there? No, but he's my guy. Uh, he, he might is. not be there because he wasn't on the Wherever list. Wherever he is. Know. He's my guy. We have Amike, Amike Egbule. That's my guess at that one. And Chappelle Russell. Hmm. Go check out those names. Unknown. But anyway, <laughs> so Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Jimmy Jones, Malik Reed. we end the season with. I- I've given this group a B+. It's being carried, of course, by the two guys at the top now. Mm. I, I kind of toyed with this. This could have been a bit lower, but I've got to be honest, Alex Highsmith's like, surge this season, I've been really impressed with what he gave. There's definitely been earlier parts of the season, especially when TJ Watt was out for that stretch, that um, you could argue this should be a lower grade. But I think when this when these two have been on the field, I've been impressed. I think it's a great group then. You would like to see more depth. We didn't really see anything out of Malik Reed when he played. Um, so, yeah, and I've, and I've put it as some need. Again, you could argue this is high need, but we've got the two starters, I think. So I don't think you're looking at the top two rounds, but I would love to see some really quality depth at this position. Very yeah, similar I mean, side. Go on, uh, I've, gone, I've gone B- minus because when TJ was out, it was so noticeable. Um, yeah. I've gone kind of agree. We need that depth piece. So day three, bring forth the the edge rushers and let, let's have a look at one that can bring forth the edge rushers. Pin their ears back and go at some of these QBs that we're, we're facing. We definitely need depth at that position. Um, yeah, B minus mid. So you got some need, depth yeah? or some need? Yes. Hmm. See, I've gone. Uh, I've gone B, but I've gone major need. And I mm. think that is including the Highsmith extension, which they need to get. Done. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you uh, including him as like a priority free, yeah. Agent, I mean, he's not free agent. Different, yeah. so it's you know, but they they need to extend him out. So that's that's something. And if they don't, they're in trouble because it's going to cost them. Um, but the other the other thing is, I I think this is a major need. They need to, you know, both uh, Jameer Jones and Malik Reed are free agents. They're gone, right? I don't yeah. think either have done anything. All right, Reed's okay against the run and then Jameer Jones can do something against the pass but neither of them I'm not excited either time I see their number on the screen I'm not thinking that they're you know I'm not willing them to get reps or wishing there was a way they could get on the field so there's just no excitement there they ain't getting you hot in the pants they don't get me hot in the pants my pants are a frigid wasteland when they're on so (laughs) I need go cut that that. go cut (laughs) that I, I just feel like there needs to be an injection <laughs> of talent in this room, and therefore, for me, it's a major need. You know, like you said, you know, we've seen what if, what if? Uh, I mean, it's an absolute nightmare scenario. But what if we don't see, you know, the elite what again? Maybe that that injury is has hamstrung him a bit, and he, he becomes the player that he was this year. Well, they need they need someone else that that can can be brought on to add some juice, and they just don't have it. So I think it's a major need. This is a team that relies on its pass rush. So yeah. Sign me up for drafting an edge rusher. In like, when I say major need, I'm talking, you know, taking one in the third or fourth round. I'm not talking. Well, first now you're second. getting into mid need, though. That's not major that's need. A... That's some need. No, that's for me. That's 
Well, that's I've you got going off on your own. In the major need, four <laughs> groups. I've got O line, D line, Edge, and one other. So, from from I think the the first four draft picks, unless unless they fix it in free agency, they've got to be you know if you're drafting for need, that's where you'd be drafting. So that takes you up to the fourth round or third round, including the two picks or whatever. But yeah, so third round. Fully agree with you, Gav. Fully agree with you. I've, I've okay. also given them a B. It's it's a, a high need. Just, I mean. You don't only have to look at one stat of the the wins versus losses when TJ Watt's playing. Yeah, and I'm not saying you have to draft another TJ Watt. And what I'm saying is you need to have some serious backup because you know maybe I'm not. It's not. I'm not knocking on on Highsmith, but maybe he's living off a bit like how Bud Dupree did in his last um, last season, living off the the Watt fear. Everyone fears Watt, so the other guy feasts. So there's a bit of that to it. I don't think you can put it all on Highsmith. I'm not not knocking his ability and his his talent. He's definitely the guy. He's definitely deserving of his position. But he's living off of the the what fear to some extent. I think you need someone to some some quality depth, not just a guy. We've got a, we've, we've had a number of bodies that just did nothing in in Watt's absence. We need someone who can actually do something and keep that pass rush up. It's it's just it, it didn't. But as soon as what was gone, it didn't exist from the edges, you know. Yeah. What about a guy? I've seen look through the free agents. What about a guy like uh, Anthony Barr? Thirty two two million. Would that be a bit rich for him? I don't know. That that's a guy that I think could have some upside. Someone like that that can drop, can cover, can rush the passer. Maybe not the best against the run. Because I think we've got some other guys on the roster that can play against the run. Need, need need a bit of pass rush threat, blitz threat, and maybe a guy that can cover a little bit. Yeah. Tell you what, I've said. Let me set the scene. Looking at the free agency, FA Obada. There's the other one. Get, get a bit of pop on Sky Sports. Neil Reynolds sees he signs for the Steelers. Rips his cock off. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be all. We'll be. We'll, we'll get all sorts of publicity. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, we do need one of those guys. We've been crying well, out for one of those. Yeah, what? Well, more of an end, so I like more of a run, run playing guy. No, I, I more meant like one of the British rip, rip your cock up kind of guys. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Can we keep our cocks attached, or is that not? Well, what we're hoping for. So, Mike, what have you? Uh, what have you got there? Uh, wait, hang on. Yeah, Edge. What have we got here? Edge. Given the fact that we've got two stars, I went A minus. Um, depth, depth is an issue, but we have two superstars. Um. Over, over the cap have a rough indicator of um, Highsmith's contract worth, and it's sixteen a year. It's yeah, it's gonna, that. those positions are going to get pricey. We need we need to. I, I'd love to keep him and sign him to a contract. I really would, because that's a terrifying duo. Um, but we do we do need depth. I think getting a vet on a one year, two year deal would be a solid decision. I think at least one. I think we do need to dip into the draft as well. If we take into consideration, we don't re-sign Highsmith or or we can't re-sign Highsmith and we do have to then rely on a vet slash a rookie. But it's probably sitting in that some near, yeah, early, like late day two, early day three sort of range and, and, and take a flyer. Look, we're not going to get a superstar at that sort of range. But if you can maybe get someone that's got, I don't know, great intangibles, he's... You know, six foot five and runs a four three, or you know, something just to to get the juices flowing a little bit. 
as a, as a as a you know body beautiful freak and age or sort of player. But we have two stars there. I think we're very lucky to have two stars. I mean, what what other team you'd argue have two better edge rushers than we do mm. on their day, fully fit? Not mm. many, I'd argue. So Dupree, you mentioned Dupree, a tiny bit older, uh, but sorry. I think yeah, I think he was a little bit older when he was uh, drafted. But he's uh, he signed for the Titans for thirty three for two, thirty three million for two years. So that that is roughly in that in that ballpark of fifteen sixteen a year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who would, who would you rather have signed, Bud or Alex Highsmith at the end of their rookie deal? As of right now, Alex Highsmith. Mm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll I'll see if I can find the, the stats. But didn't Dupree only really have that one great year in the he very did, final yeah. year? I think yeah. you forget that. Yeah, he, yeah. he really so we, came on in that last year. So if we're if we're comparing the two in terms of Highsmith's second to last year in his contract, what, what was it, twelve and a half this season? He finished up with. Mm. Um, Bud Dupree's 2018 season, five and a half sacks, 2019. No, no, excuse me. No, apologies. Let's start again. 2019 with the Steelers, 11 and a half sacks. 2020 with the Steelers, eight sacks. So I'm sure he looks better in his His play was better in that final Mm -hmm. season. That's what got him to do. I mean, the Titans have got a decision to make with with Bud because he is on a 20 million cap hit and they can Mm. halve that if they can't. And not only that, but he's on a 20 million in 24 and a 18.7 18.7 million in 25. I mean, they, they, they just gave him all the cash. And uh, that decision is looking a little bit strange. I, I, I feel completely different about Highsmith than I did to Dupree. I thought Dupree was, yeah. while being a physical specimen, was like a chimera. Like, is that the right, right word? Like an, an illusion of, of a player that benefited, like, like Dave was saying, from the other side of, of TJ. A chimera is a mixture of two animals put into one. So I don't, I don't think that's the right... Analogy, but um, okay. what two animals is Alex Highsmith? I'm not sure. I've, I've, I, I, all right, what's a, an animal that's a, not a, like a an illusion of itself, not a real animal, but a gecko? Like, maybe I don't know. We're, we're going down the wrong tree. <laughs> Chameleon. Uh, Rick, uh, so wait, Mike, what's your needs? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back on familiar ground. Uh, some middle of the road. Some, some. All right, okay, Rich. You know, I gave him a B plus. Um, and it's a, I think it's a great need. We um we we got to have some better uh, better guys coming off the bench to to spell those guys. And and of course, you know, if they get injured, we need better production off the bench. So that's what I would have given it an A if it wasn't for that. So I'll, I'll go B plus. Okay. All right. So most of us have gone major or some need there. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, I mean, you look at the free agent list, there's not a lot there. I mean, it's always like that with outside linebacker, right? It's a very premium position, just under QB, yeah. really. So there's not many being let go or even reaching free agency, but it's very barren this year. I mean, I don't know if any of you looked at the list, but, I mean, Malik Reed's pretty high up it. Yes. Anthony Barr was the only name that yeah. jumped out of me being a guy that was um, slightly interesting and a fit. Haven't people been kind of into? Uh, I don't know a great deal about him, but uh, that Ogbonia Okonkwo, who plays yeah. for the Texans, who had a decent season, I think. Yeah, he's, but he's a veteran yeah. guy who's not too expensive. Feels Dalton like another Malik Reed. I mean, in. Malik Reed yeah, was know, that yeah. exact yeah, thing. He was yeah, that was the deal. Mm-hmm. You could get someone like Adrian Collier on the cheap. He was a yeah. he's a 
Well, he was a massive draft bust. Arden Key, I think, has had a good year. <laughs> yeah, he has, but he feels like a kind of guy that could just bust out again, you know. Physical. It, it, it's just one of them things where it just feels like you're going for ancient, you're just never going to get anywhere particularly above what we've got right now, Nate no. Reed and Jimmy Jones. So you've kind of got to find something through the draft that offers you a bit of upside. And yeah. it's doable, I think, but it's just where you do it. Yeah, those guys pop off tape, you know, if they can rush to pass them, yeah. you see it. So yeah. they, they don't often. Highsmith was a bit of a. They got lucky in that he was a small yeah. school guy, right? That was a great scouting job by the Steelers, to be fair. I don't know if we give him enough credit for that. Yeah. But I mean, he he did just pop off that tape. He was clearly the the best player on every play that you watched him. So it was just a, it, the the tricky evaluation was will it translate? I think that was the thing. Rather than is he a good player? Because he clearly was. Yeah. All right. You want to move on? Move on. Yeah. Inside okay. linebacker. We go to inside linebacker. Um, we end the season now with Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Mark Robinson. Rob Spillane, and here's another one for you of uh, Do You Remember? He's on the team. Tay Crowder. Well, he only signed in the last couple of weeks, but yeah, he did. excited he did. to see what he's got to offer, to be honest. He, he's the 2020 Mr. Irrelevant, cut by the Giants in December. Mm. Um, and on IR at the minute, we have Marcus Allen, who obviously drifted. Uh, I think he outplayed his, his draft position, right? He's had more snaps than you'd expect yes. from a Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, Tay Crowder you're talking about, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say he's, you know, compared to like Buddy Johnson, he's made more of an impact in the NFL already. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think kind of fell out of favour in, in New York from what I was reading. Ended mm. up getting benched and cut in December. So, but again, we'll we've not seen him there. play. So we, yes, we haven't. Steelers, so we don't really know. So, yeah, like I say, Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Matt Robinson, Rob Spillane, the main group there. Um, anyone want to start on this one? So I'm not boring everyone. I'm trying not to bore I'll anyone take either. <laughs> okay. um, I've got this as a, a B minus. This is an interesting one because I think Miles Jack was a good signing. Uh, it, it kind of weighed towards the end of the year because he got that hip injury. Um, oh, groin injury, was it? It's a groin it injury. was groin. A troubling yeah. groin. Troubling groin. You hate that. Um, I've been there myself. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of tr- troubling groins, uh, Devin Bush. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Miles Jack signing was good Aww. in hindsight. I'm I'm glad we ended up with a kind of a uh, a blue chip kind of player there. I think we needed that. Um, he he came in and immediately improved that position. Devin Bush faded towards the back end of the year after a kind of a start that we thought was was more promising. He's he's going to be gone. I mean, and then, yeah, nothing indicates him being gone no, more than the the snap count. The snap count at the end of the season, yeah. And we see Matt Robinson take over, and and you know he's still looking really raw. Rob Splain's doing what Rob Splain's going to do. We all know the, what 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 he brings to the table. So at, at very minimum, you need you need in a starter at this position, and I think frankly, you need in a guy as we've been talking about who can kind of run sideline to sideline, who can who can cover a little bit. Well, in fact, more than a little bit. Who who can cover? Who can who can kind of patrol that middle area earlier in the field? Play a little bit of zone. Um, actually, manage tight ends. Um, you know, cover slot receivers running over the middle. I uh, don't know if we have that guy on the roster right now. So I think this is a high need for me. B minus. Yeah, I think that's fair. So major need. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think um, I've got the same. I've got uh, well, I've got C actually. C. 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 Yeah, I, yeah, C grade. I just felt there was no consistency. I thought Spillane was the best backer this year, but he's obviously limited by his... Are you, are you 
you souring on Miles Jack just no, because he's like no, at the end no, of the year? No, I'm not souring. I want him, I, I'm glad he's around. I want him around. I think he's going to be the starting inside linebacker. And then, you know, let's hope they bring back Spillane. I think he, that's that's got to happen. But if we're doing that, we got to do we got to do better by Spillane. We, you know, Spillane, Spillane. Mike, you've really thrown us into disarray with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to respect um, it. Because he, he, you know, we've said this, when he can be used as a weapon, he, he, you know, he does the job, but I, 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 we need to stop seeing him used incorrectly. Sure. So what you're saying is a role player that's against the run. Yeah, like exactly. Take him, yeah. Out, take him out of the pass game. So I do think they need to draft a cover slash overhang linebacker. I mean, Bush has been then putting his market value on spot track at three mil, which seems cheap. I mean, okay. Enjoy him for the three mil. I mean, is he worth three million? I, could, I mean, here's some other names, right? And there's some names here that I think probably I'd rather have, but I'm not sure any of them are the athletes that Bush should have been, apart from the last guy. Jermaine Pratt, okay? He he would, if you don't know him, you should do because he was the guy that forced that uh, ridiculous 90-yard turnover in the Ravens game, the Bengals at the goal line. Um, but but a great run stuff in linebacker, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. One of your favourites, Si. Uh, Anthony Anzalo and that long-haired dude off Hard Knocks. He's, he's a guy that's there. TJ Edwards. Now, I think I'd actually rather have TJ Edwards than Devin Bush. I mean, great, under underappreciated run stuff in tackle machine linebacker. Rashawn Evans, remember him? Uh, another guy mm-hmm. that the Steelers were pegged to take. And then the other guy, Kaliki Hudson. That's interesting. And another one, Tanner Moose, one of our, some of our favourites, side there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both pre-agents. So there's some guys out there, but I think ultimately Spillane is is the best guy to to sign for this role, and then yeah, draft a draft a cover guy. But I, I do think it's a major need. What do you make of? I've been hearing a lot in the you know industry circles recently about uh, the Edmonds brothers wanting to get together in Pittsburgh. It, I, yes, I could see that, and that and that wouldn't be a bad thing. But I think he could be a bit pricey, no? Yeah, that's what was my thought as well. They've got him at 11 million uh, it's on too much. track, as an estimated, which it does seem like too much, you're right. Unless he did but, like a sort of, how old is he, 28? He's not even that old. He is, I want to say, 25, 24 right now. 20, he's 25. He's 24? Yeah. Wow. Do you not remember the all the pre-draft stuff was, he's getting drafted at 19, which oh, ended yeah. up becoming the same sort of cliched line as uh, Fitzmagic went to Harvard. Right, it's like Tremaine Edwards. He was only nineteen when he got drafted. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So, so he would be. I mean, we got, you know we might need to tackle some of these positions in free agency instead of the draft. He would be that kind of primo free agent signing yeah. if we were to mm. look at him. I mean, if they could lock him up for like four or five years with consistent value, maybe he'd go. Let's for get the it brothers Edmonds in. It is very Steelers. Yeah, but Edmonds Terrell is a free agent as well, so they have to bring him back as well. So, it's well, not, let's it's do not that. As simple as that's all that. But, Let's um, throw all the money at the Edmonds. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be against. I, I think he's a good player. There, there have been some complaints that he's not as good as build. I think he's in the same category as Bush. Maybe not quite as bad as Bush, but I think he's definitely been a bit of a disappointment. He's been underwhelming yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah. Resident yeah. Bills fan, Dave. Gone. <laughs> Nothing much more to say than they've been underwhelming for the Bills. That's all I got to say about him. I mean, he's he's a sort of tough physical guy, but he's he's not he's not lived up to the. To the hype, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a grade for this group? I've given them a, a I gave them a C, um, and, and I feel a bit harsh in saying it now, but um, sort of underwhelmed, despite the fact that Bush actually was better than I expected him to be. But I'm still not 
I don't think anyone's expecting him to hang around. I don't think he wants to hang around, in all honesty. I think, um, no. I mean, I don't know how true the articles start, you can yeah. read, you read about him are, but he's not exactly in the, in the sort of mood to be sticking around. Um, yeah, he needs, he needs to go somewhere else and, and go into a different, uh, a different system. But he has, he has, he surprised me. Um, you know, considering last season he wasn't willing to put his head into a tackle and now he's, um, at least showing a bit of willingness and, and making tackles. I mean, the amount of whiff tackles he had last season, I think you could probably count them on all your, all your fingers and toes. You know, it was, it was a lot, but, um, so yeah, on the, on the bush front, I think he's a full conclusion to be gone. R. R. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what the R is on that one. I'm not, but, um, to put, to push ahead though. With the, I'm just going to carry on. I'd, I was trying to spot the, I was playing spot uh, the innuendo. I'm on the myself. On the bush front. <laughs> We've lost Mike. Um, uh, Spillane, I'm, I'm getting into line with the Spillane uh, name. Um, I'd be happy to be around, um, but there's guys that can probably do a similar job. But but he knows the system um, is the is the thing. He's been around for a while. And we know what we're getting in getting in him. But then you mentioned the name Van Der Esch, and I was like, ooh, 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 we're seriously out of favour in Dallas. So. Yeah, but. He's a, a guy I liked in in the you know when he was um, in the draft. So you know maybe I'm living off a bit of that a little bit. Um, we are suckers, if not to our old draft opinion. Yes, too. exactly. <laughs> Just sort of. Oh yeah, when this guy was drafted, he was fantastic. No matter that he's been <laughs> shit for four years. Uh, <laughs> but, um, still an A, a graded player. Yeah, still I thought Vander has shown something when he first started. I think he's kind of struggled with some injuries as well, right? Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. But um, mm. but yeah, as as a as a group, I mean, um, Mark Robinson's showing. You know, he's had what he played in the latter in the latter half of the season. I don't think he saw anything in the first half of the season, right? Um, so uh, he's a, a guy to keep your eye on that could step into the the Spillane role in fu- in in future times. Um, I've sort of put it as a as, as a high need. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. as high as other positions, but it's high. High-ish. Mm-hmm. So you've got a major need, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who wants to go next? Rich? Um, I've gone back and forth with this grade. I'm going to go um, B- minus, uh, strictly because of Miles Jack. Um, I mean, if you look at the, he led the Steelers in tackles, even even missing four games, he had 104 combined tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some podcasts out there. I'm not going to mention them. They're they're down on him for some reason. That that's stupid. I don't I don't understand that at all. We in 2021 we were last against the rush, and then and then this last season we were ninth. And Miles Jack is a, is definitely a big part of that. Um, but that being said, we definitely could use a coverage linebacker. And, and I think if you guys saw Van Der Esch play in this playoff game last, last weekend, he's pretty freaking good in coverage, definitely better than anybody we have now. So I'm going to put it as a high need. Um, I think we need somebody there, you know, hopefully we'll be able to have Jack, uh, locked up for a while with the Steelers and we can get somebody next to him to compliment him better, but I'm going to put it as a high need. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, Michael Ketz. Um, going off far away. It's it's a difficult one because it's 
I think it is high need to get a coverage linebacker, but I don't want to spend high. I think there are better ways for us to spend high draft capital. I'm really debating where to. Can I create my a new category? No, um, <laughs> you know, some, somewhere between major ish. Well, it's, uh, it, it's relative value, isn't it? I mean, you mm. can get like a the, the best coverage linebackers probably start going in the third or fourth round. They're not the guys. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, obviously not the guys that can do everything, like Michael Parsons or whatever. But you know, the guys that can just cover, like um, Akeem Davis Gaither or whatever, mm-hmm. they they do go a bit later. So you know, I, I wouldn't bring that draft capital into it. No, just I'm purely a, on the need sense. I'm agreeing. I mean, in terms of the group, I'd, I'd probably go with the C. Rich, I agree with you. I think Miles Jack elevated the group, just having him there. I'd have liked to have seen a little bit more splash plays. So here's a question across the across the room, gents. How many combined interceptions and sacks did our linebackers have? And by that, Ooh. I mean Jack, Spillane, yeah. Bush, Robinson. Well, they weren't schemed for sacks. That's the mm-hmm. that's the big thing that was changed with this defense. Is, <laughs> that's why, look at all our sack leaders. It's It's... It's um, it's it's all the it's it's Cam, it's Alex, and it's T, it's TJ. We didn't we didn't really scheme our inside linebackers. Mm. If you look at it, there wasn't much of that although, going on. Although, if you remember, Mark Robinson schemed almost schemed himself to a sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, he did. Huh? Before before jumping on the skates, I mean, the, the the answer is one. Spillane had a, had one sack. We none of them had an interception. So, and I get what you're saying, Rich. They weren't asked to blitz, for example. Well, then what were they asked? To, were they cave? Were they asked to coverage? And they still had nothing. Um, but they were yeah. better against the run. Absolutely, I, I was surprised. Gap surpri- integrity. Was I was surprised to hear ninth, and pleasantly surprised to hear that. Um, so, who who are we? Devin Bush. I've I've got a reaction video of draft night when we traded up to pick Devin Bush and I was bloody delighted and I'm so disappointed if you li- listen back to the whole season lads I was constantly pinging in little positives of, of Devin Bush but unless it's a team friendly deal I see no reason why we'd keep him 3 million? yeah go on then yeah you keep him for 3 yeah he probably won't Nothing take cheap, it doesn't it? Very, very, and you know the the argument will be he's top ten pick. Yeah, and they. How long, how long does that draft capital stick around? The trade, the position. <laughs> There's a couple of players in the league who can probably say it sticks with you very well with their paycheck. Mm. Can I just say I think this is a very similar situation to Leighton Vander Esch. Not to bring him up again, but it does seem like a good mirror because he was kind of in this situation with Dallas where they didn't really want him. But he didn't have another obvious fit, so they signed him to a one-year deal as kind of a speculative thing for two million dollars. I mean, is that kind of the range we're talking about with Devin Bush here, where if he just can't find anywhere to go? And, it's possible. I mean, that, that list know? of free agents—you'd you'd go like if I was building a linebacker core, I'd go with half of those guys above above Devin Bush, right? I, was looking I mean, draft Mac yeah. Williams or Mac Wilson, David Long. Love those guys coming out. Mm. Drew Tranquil. Yeah, I mean Anzalone and Edwards. Sign me, sign me up for mm-hmm. that yeah. linebacking core right there. That's that's a solid core. I'd take both of those above Bush. So, Clay is Johnson. Logan Wilson going to be a uh, free agent by any chance? No, it's, it's only one or two years into his deal, isn't he? When I don't he know. Drafted? I have no I idea. I think he was quite new. I've got it here. Hold the line. 
He's 26. He's coming into his last year. Is he last year? Wow, yeah, God, yeah. time moves fast. Man, he's a good he's a good linebacker. Yeah. Was it him and he was Wyoming, right? Him and he was him and Chad Moomer together. Jeez, why didn't that team do better? <laughs> it's not all about linebackers. It's not it's because, true, it's, but... because it's Wyoming. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, sorry. Did, we, did you get everyone there, Gav? Oh, sorry. Get... Uh, kind of mid-round need. Nothing further to add than than what you gents have said. To be honest. Wait. So uh, some need or major? C plus need. some need. And Mike, was yours some or major? I got some. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, I feel like this is the por- portion where we've all been pretty much in lockstep and now it's going to go all out of whack. It could do. It could do. We'll see. Uh, moving to the secondary, go to cornerback. Uh, we end the season at corner. This is a longer list with uh, Arthur Mollett, Gauske, James mm-hmm. Pierre, once upon a time, I guess, Cam Sutton, free agent, Levi Wallace. Uh, on IR right now, we have uh, Akella Weatherspoon, uh, Carlins Patel, William Jackson, didn't play a snap. Another practice squad, Madre Harper, Chris Wilcox. Why would you call your son Madre? That's what per, I don't get. Per, permi- per, I was, was going to say the name. Permission. That's the takeaway. Permission that we called that person Mother Harper. <laughs> it's such a weird, like, I, I bore you my son and I'm going to call you the Spanish name for mother. It's such a weird <laughs> choice. But I respect it. Uh, who wants to go first? I mean, it's like the boy to... named Sue kind of thing. Who's not set the table here? <laughs> Great yeah. song. Who's not set the table? Yeah. Set the dumb table. Someone. Someone has not set the table. Dave? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I don't know how um, in line my uh, grade's going to be. So I, I feel I sort of kind of... Because like, a lot of mine have been sort of similar. But I feel this one it might, it might uh, skew a little bit. I don't know. Um, I've given them a C. Um I was tempted to go slightly. I, I know I've not used pluses and minuses. <laughs> so this is the one where I was attempt, I was tempted to go for C plus, but I was still. I, I, I thought well, I've done just a flat letter for everything else, so I would stick with C. Um, it's a group that's uh, outperformed themselves, considering it was um, a group that was had some concern about around it going into the season. Um, they're not wowed, but they've. They've held their own, and they've they've um, done better than I expected. Anyway, um, you know, and then there's players in there that have that haven't. I mean, Pierre was someone I hoped would take some strides. Is is he uh, a free agent no. going into this? Oh, season? yes, yes, he is. Sorry, yes, yes. restricted free restricted? agent. Yeah. Restricted free agent now. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So it's it's not a. I don't think it's a group that's going to lose a whole lot. I think it's only him out of that group that's a free agent. Or am I wrong? Someone uh, else? No, Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton. Sutton, oh, Sutton as well. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's obviously a place that you want to draft high, but I, I don't know at the moment whether you want to draft as high as I was first thinking. If that makes sense. Yeah. At, at one point, I was thinking like first round, get the, get the best guy you can. But these guys have actually come together as a unit and done a lot better than a lot of people expected. Um, so I'm not putting quite as much stock on it. And maybe there's a little bit of the fact that the Steelers cannot draft a corner for love nor money. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, who, who is there out there on the... I mean, we, we, 
picking up Joe Hayden was probably the best thing the Steelers have done in years at that yeah, position. They, they've not found a good man corner since him. So do we look at the free agent list again? Do we do we go into that route rather than drafting someone? You know, it, free agent list is rough. It's pretty well. Free agent is going to be pricey. Yeah, it's either pricey or nothing. Like you look, you're talking, yeah, those guys. Bradbury obviously would be the perfect guy, can't afford him. Or you're looking at someone like Rashad Wild Goose. You're a fan, right, Mike? Um, I think you were, weren't you? Who Wild Goose? <laughs> That's a no, <laughs> no, okay. No. You, you must remember Wild Goose. Yeah, it's only the name I remember. I don't remember. Oh, Rashad Wild Goose. I've got yeah. him there. You were a fan, weren't you? I, oh. I tell you who I do see on the list. I did like Thomas Graham out of Oregon, Oregon, Oregon mm-hmm. State, one of the two. Um, oh god, I've gone memory. Lane. Justin Lane, Justin Lane is yeah, <laughs> but I think we've done that. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, Dave, uh, what's your need there before we move on? It's it's high, but not as high as I, I thought it would be. So, it's yeah, some I mean, or major? It's it's major. It's still major. It's just it's still major. Okay, it, it's just taken a slight. It's taken a half step backwards. Okay, I'll give you mine because it's fairly similar. It's C, same grade, but it's some need. Um, okay. It's not major need. I've kind of come back to my original position thinking, all right, yeah, obviously the 9.25 million for William Jackson, they, that cannot continue. Um, uh, there was a post out saying that someone said that they, uh, with insider knowledge, said that they signed him or traded for him with a conditional pick, which they don't have to give, by the way. So that, that's a non-trade. He didn't play a snap, um, a non-conditional deal. Uh that he was only ever signed with no intention to keep him. I don't believe that. I, I, I think if if he is willing to do some kind of deal with with uh, money based around snap percentages and injury and, and performance bonuses, which the Steelers don't necessarily do, but this could be a guy that brings the man skills they desperately need. Along with Witherspoon and Wallace, who I think they need to restructure both of them. They're both restructured candidates to extend uh, Levi's in his final year. Basically, they're both on the... Like they, you can talk about one, they're, they're identical. 5.5 million, they played for 2.5 in 22. They're in the like, you're not going to save much by restructuring them, but all you can do is like extend them out into the future. You could probably get them both for like three years for 15 million, 5 million a year. Roughly, I think they should probably do that and just lock down these two corners. One who's kind of boring, but has come up with some good picks this year in, in, in Wallace. But he's kind of like a solid number two. And then Witherspoon, who you can't necessarily trust, but comes up with some highlight plays. And uh, it's been, you know, they've got lucky with him being injured because I think he probably would have had a good season. So I, I, if it was me, I'd extend both those guys out as long as I could for for, for not much saving, but just just keeping the position alive and then I draft a nickel corner and I, I, I chase a really, really good man corner either in draft or in free agency. But then that, that's with that and Morlet, you've got the, I'd let Sutton walk, forget him that, 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 that would be the, the foundation of a fantastic group. So I, I do think it's, I've got it as some need and a C grade, but I think it's a it's a good group that could grow. So who 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 disagrees? Who thinks it's a major need? I, I still think it's a major need. I've been championing this all year. I don't I haven't seen a great deal that's made me change my mind. 
haven't seen plus. I do think there's been some elements that have worked. We're actually, the, aren't we the team with like the most interceptions are up there at least? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely been a pleasant surprise um, as far as it's come from the secondary. Yeah, but Minka. Well, that's from Minka, yeah, Minka. yeah exactly. Yeah, and TJ, I think, got two. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I, I like, you know, guys like Levi Wallace have certainly come up big in some of those spots, but we just don't have some of the skills, like you said, Gav. We don't have that man cover guy that we really need. Um I think we lack some speed in the secondary at times, and we 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 get we get shown up when we go against some of these speedier receivers, and we get shown up when we go against some of these more physical deep receivers. You need only look back at the game we played against AJ Brown to see that as soon as we come up against someone like that, we are like tatters back there. Yikes! Do you remember that? Jeez, the same touchdown three times, wasn't it? Jeez. Yeah, that was uh, truly, truly disgusting, and that was when Akilah Witherspoon was on the field. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, th- there's been some positives, some disappointments this season. A killer with a spoon, of course, being one. Uh, I think C plus is probably a fair place to put them this year. Maybe you could argue slightly higher, although I wouldn't. Um, but I still have it as as the highest of high needs. I think it's right up there with offensive line. Uh, if we trusted them to draft, we would be saying that this this should be the first round pick. Um, with, along with the offensive line, take your pick. But I, I don't see a great deal of difference in the need, to be honest. Yeah, wouldn't disagree with that. I've gone C minus. Um, we do have a need for some need to be specific, some need. Um, but if we do draft, given the the guy that we need to get, we're going to have to pay first round capital for him. Realistically, to you look at the guys that came out last year, um, and there's a reason why they are at the top of that list to find someone that's a good press man corner in later rounds is, you know, needle in a haystack territory. I mean, just yep. to be clear, I mean, you say some need, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. Cause you're saying, you know, there's some need, but it needs to be taken higher because of the position and you need to kind of overdraft that maybe a little bit, but mm. we're looking at a group now that we've got, so Levi Walsh is sticking around. We, at this point, do, do any of us know what, what we're getting out of a killer Witherspoon next season? Cause I haven't got a clue. William Jackson's going to be gone, probably. Uh, I know you, what you said, Gav, but I, I'm not sure I see that, especially after what Jerry Dulac said today. Um, and Cam Sutton's going to be gone. And frankly, he's been our best corner for the back half of this this year. So, so you're really en- exiting this year with Levi Wallace as the only consistent piece that I feel remotely good about. See, I take umbrage of that. I actually think Wallace is the best cornerback. I don't, but we've, we've, we've spoken we've, about we've this. We've gone back and forth on this before. <laughs> but just, just, just to make that... Uh, objection clear carry on fair yeah so, but but even so you know even if we're going in with what you think is our best corner we, you know you certainly don't think he's a number one corner frankly and, and so you're going into next season with the only secure player at that position a position where you really want three quality starters uh, being a guy who is you know I think at best a number two corner and, and you know Arthur Mollett playing in the slot so I, I mean I, dude I, this to me is a, is a huge huge need again we, we yeah. summed this up really nicely earlier in the season, side when we said it's a room of twos. I've never heard yeah, such yeah. a true line when it comes to looking at, uh, looking at a room of uh, cornerbacks. There's Absolutely. No and, cre- and credit where it's due, credit where it's due, there's been, I think they have overplayed themselves. And I think they're helped out by some of the pressure that we get up front sometimes as well. Yeah, hugely. Um, it goes you know, both ways, though. There's been some coverage sacks this season as well where the coverage has been so good that people can get home. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's one of those positions you just need depth, and if we if we are losing we have two or three inverted commas starters, you know when we have five or six DBs on the field at the same time, yeah, we need we need a we need a stock up big time. I'm I'm so I'm in in total agreement with you. 
in your grade and, and your and and there being a major need. We could end up with the dream free agency here of uh, Artie Burns and Eli Apple. Jesus, oh, dream for who? The Hobgoblin, <laughs> Rich. What have you got as a grade? I have it a C minus. Um, we were twentieth uh, against. Uh, uh, passing yards and 30th and pass against passing touchdowns. Oof. But we, we tied the league uh, with intercept for interceptions with 20. So interesting. There's a, there's, yeah, it's interesting to, 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 to discuss that at some point, like why that just doesn't make sense. Right. It's kind of weird. Um, but I would, um, I would say we, we need that lockdown guy. And I know, yeah, every team needs a lockdown corner. Uh, yeah, of course. But that should be every team's goal in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Every team should be searching. If you don't have that guy, man, you want him. You know, it makes such a huge difference on the defense. There's so much more you can accomplish if you can lock down that, that one side of the field and take out their top receiver or at least limit him. So I would say definitely, definitely major need. Um yeah, I would go – you know, you can't reach in the first round or we get an Artie Burns possibility scenario, right? So you don't want to do that. So if he's not there, if the talent isn't there in the first round, then then you just don't – you don't pick a corner. You know, you go with another position that has the, 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 the best talent. But if he's there, if that lockdown guy happens to drop to where we 15th, man, seventeen, I, I say, man, jump on him if he's there, you know, because, yeah. The beautiful thing about how the draft is set up this year, there's some good defensive players early on, but there's so many quarterback needy teams and there is quite a lot of QBs in the draft. Mike, disagree with this if if I'm talking absolute rubbish by any means. I think that there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks taken early. I don't think there's necessarily all the talent in the world, but bearing in mind last year, Kenny was the only quarterback taken in the top what was it, four, five, six rounds. It was ridiculous how some of them kind of fell towards the sort of day two, day three in that draft. But who would this you have year, taken earlier out of this draft class? I agree. And I think that that's the thing that the teams have looked at. But this year, there's, there's quite a few um, kind of players in there that teams are going to look at trading up for potentially. I think I think there's, there's the top kind of one, maybe two, three quarterbacks. And then there's a really good kind of middle sort of pack following them as well. And I think... A lot of teams have looked at the the kind of the available QBs and and that sort of QB carousel roundabout that I kind of alluded to earlier. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are looking for that franchise guy and are willing to take a risk um, and sort of take an early pick with with some of those QBs. And that's going to mean that the rest of the the kind of players available automatically kind of fall towards where we are at 17. Um, and obviously that Chase Claypool pick as well that we've turned into, uh, you know, the 32nd overall pick, that's an absolute steal. That's a brilliant bit of business I, and that's going to be really good for the future of the franchise, I think. So I, I, I've watched one cornerback, uh, because he's going to be the senior ball and I'm in love. <laughs> Who is it? Three words. Devon Witherspoon, Illinois. Uh-huh. And if, what? But, but in fairness, I did think we have such a great record of drafting players from Illinois, like Kendrick Green and Rashard Mendenhall. So actually, <laughs> maybe we uh, need to be well, careful. Well, he could rewrite the history. Let's forget <laughs> about that. Although I did want to have a quick look and see who else have we drafted from Illinois in the years. And in 1974, we drafted linebacker Octavius Morgan. Mm. What a name. 
Sounds like a superhero. What do you like about uh, what's the cornerback's name again? Remind us. Oh, Devon Witherspoon. Are we are we going yeah. down this rabbit hole? Just just yes, a, just please. a brief, quick. Just yeah. What 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 is what? What do you like about? Uh, exactly what we want: long press man and an absolute rocket in the run game. Doesn't 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 give a rats behind about protecting himself. He just goes straight for the spokes and the wheel and makes the tackle. He's accurate at it. If he's not CB one, he's CB two. Wow. Who's the consensus CB1 at the moment? Who's the big name? Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Right. But there's and a few. Keely, Joey Keely Porter. Ringo is the other one. Keely Ringo yeah. from Georgia. I mean, it would be common. Who, for... who, who are the kids from um, Utah? There's some Utah guys as well, right? Am I wrong? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I thought I, thought, I thought I saw some hype about a Utah corner. But all right, fine. Uh, nice little uh, preamble to our... Get, we'll, getting over your steez there, Gav. Yeah, we'll, we'll get <laughs> on to that. We'll get, that. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, okay. You got any more for Connor? Did we get everyone? Or? We got everyone. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, rolling into the last uh, couple here. Safety. Um, end the season with Minka Fitzpatrick, of course. Terrell Edmonds, DeMonte KZ, Miles Killebrew still sticking around, and Elijah Riley and Trey Norwood. So a lot of safeties knocking around by the end yeah, of the year. It's a weird season for Trey Norwood. Felt like he... Mm. Yeah, that was kind of where I wanted to start because someone actually mentioned him on Twitter the other day and it was kind of a weird one because I was like, we, we expected a lot from him, I think, coming into this year. We saw him played a lot last year. Last year was his rookie year, right? This is his yeah. sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of saw more of him than we expected last year and then probably less than we expected this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite sure why that is. Um, I, I think we saw a little bit of him at the start of the year and then he just kind of drifted away from the team. So I don't know if he just kind of went away from what he brought to the table as that kind of hybrid kind of guy but um i felt like they didn't play as much more let either yeah that's true, like the corner usage certainly felt like more was, was the usage. guy there though they, they just kind of i don't know if they lost faith in in, in norwood there or yeah or what but when norwood was there they're like passing downs dime yeah. kind of guy right like, or, or sometimes nickel but it feels like they move sutton inside more and then against in run Downs, I had Morlet, but if Morlet's usage was was less as well. So I don't know, maybe just less less of those packages. They're playing more linebackers. I mean, they were playing three linebackers at points, and they were playing three yeah. safeties at points. So it was yeah. just. I mean, I think KZ outplayed Norwood. I'd, I'd you know, mm-hmm. sure, definitely. So by the time he got back on the field, I did say I would mention everyone on the roster. So uh, we do have Duke Dawson and Scott Nelson on the practice squad. Duke Dawson um, was was he drafted by the Patriots? That that guy? Oh, I got that wrong. I wish I could tell you. Feels like Duke Dawson was a relatively high draft pick. Not that we've seen him play. Hang on, let me just check this one. Tell you what, Gav. 56 pick overall by the Patriots in 2018. There we go. Yeah, I remember. There we go. I remember. Bravo, Marshall. Yeah, he was he was quite highly touted <laughs> in that draft. I remember. Jeez, I surprise myself sometimes with this Impressive. nonsense. I was chatting. I was chatting to my missus and. Why is my brain full of this stuff? Like, <laughs> I think you said this before, Dave. Like, why is it not useful? For, like, why am I not more talented at something that can make me money? For God's sake! <laughs> Just not saying I'm talented at this, but I remember that. I mean, this is a prime example. You're, you're preaching to the choir. I say this to yeah. Mrs. all the time. It's like I'll, I'll forget someone's birthday, but I can tell you who the starting left guard was from. Bloody Florida State in 2000. You know, just stupid stuff like that. You hear a player's name, I can probably guess his college. Yeah. Ridiculous. So maybe um, he's the guy. I mean, he's got pedigree. Second round corner. 
on the Steelers practice squad. Whoa. Maybe. <laughs> we shall, we'll, wait, we'll wait for the preseason to find that out. But uh, as far as the safety position goes, I think this is probably, outside of running back, probably the lowest need on my list. If we can retain Terrell Edmonds, that's the question, of course. He's a free agent. But I, I'm wanting to retain him. I'm kind of hoping that the Steelers feel the same way. Mm. Uh, obviously, KZ came on. KZ a free agent? Did we just yeah. sign him to yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. So. Sorry, Mike. No, no. Yeah. It's a luck step there between us. Carl Jones so, as well. So, yeah. So, he is. So, he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Interesting. So, so we got two free agents there that, you know, you would like to keep. So, that's, that's a question mark, obviously. But, you know, if you can, then the, the need isn't particularly high. Um I would just be keen to re-sign these guys rather than look outside the building. Uh-huh. And mm. I have them at an A as well for the year. Uh, I think Minka had a fantastic season, liked everything, well, like most of what I saw out to Elements, so, I thought he so continued with, to improve. With your own need grading system? How low you, need. That's not in your system? Here it is. Oh, low need, yes, sorry, apologies. And A as a grade for this group. All right. I've gone. Might be the highest. Is that the highest I've given? That is the highest. Yeah. The only A. It's the only A so far. (laughs) I've given them an A as well. Okay. But I've given some need because I don't know how you can not think that only having one starter is not a need. I mean, yeah, yeah. I suppose I'm kind of coming at this with the view that the needs are based on new guys coming. Yeah, but yeah, the need would be higher if we don't retain Edmonds, especially. I mean, the only the only caveat would be that this position group you can get a guy. I mean. Some of the free agents. All right, so all right, so you could bring back Edmonds. Spot Tracker got his uh, yearly value at five point four million. Seems cheap. KZ, I'd like to see him back. All right, so but then read some of these names that are free agents and lower than Edmonds: Keanu Neal, Jabril Peppers, Ronnie Harrison, Nazir Adley. All right, that's maybe a guy I liked. Maybe he's not a household name. Taylor Rapp, one Thornhill. And another guy that I I would love to get on this roster is Julian Love because he can play a bit of corner. He's one of those kind of just DB kind of cats. Mm. But there there is a litany of free agent safeties uh, head, headlined by Jesse Bates. Steelers aren't getting Jesse Bates, so forget that. But can you imagine a secondary with Jesse Bates and, and Minka Fitzpatrick? <laughs> My God. But, um, I mean, any of those guys... <sighs> Could replace Edmonds, I think. I mean, okay, maybe not Adley, but I mean, imagine Harrison in this team, Ronnie Harrison, if you know that guy. I mean, like run stuffing, hard nose, big tough. hitter out of Bama. Yeah, it? big hitter. Yeah, Taylor Rapp, same deal. Juan Juan Thornhill, more of a free safety, but decent. Julian Love, jack of all trades. I mean, I don't think they need to spend here. So I've got some need. I do think they need to. They need to make some signings. But I think there's value available, and I think they could end up with a, an upgrade here. Who disagrees? Okay, I think that's reasonable. But but would you be advocating in that case not re-signing Terrell Edmonds? I think you can get away with not signing him if you think that his value is too much. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's a it's a rinse and repeat with Terrell Edmonds. You know, I see what's out there for him. If he does get a big deal and we don't want to pay the money, good luck to you. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. You know, I'm still surprised we got him this season at two and a half million. If someone does want yeah. to offer him five or six and we haven't got the cash, we're not going to pony up the cash, then yeah, shake his hand and say thanks very much. We got one dirt cheap year out of him to help pay costs elsewhere. 
I mean, the, yeah. the first three names on that list, Keanu Neal, Jabril Peppers, Ronnie Harrison, can all do exactly what Edmonds has been doing, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't, I don't think there's a drop-off if you sign him. Yeah, Edmonds is, is in a much better position now than he was last season. He's he's he's, he's put a better lot of tape out there for... Teams are going to be interested in, in an Edmonds now, whereas last season they weren't. They, they didn't mm. want a guy like that. Um I've, I've given him an A as well. I mean, to, to somewhat, to some extent, Minkus skews that, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with everyone else. I'd be kind of happy to just have that same group back again. That, that's it. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's exactly my kind of feeling mm-hmm. on it. You know, I, I don't, I don't feel like you have to play with it. You don't have to mess with it. If you can get Casey, I mean, Casey's not what two at the most, maybe. I don't know mm-hmm. what's he going to be asking for. Um, if you can get a team friendly deal for for Edmonds. Then I'd be happy to just have that same group out again. Run it back again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement, Dave. Casey, sneaky old, 29, probably going to be 30. He's a good player. Um, Mike, I didn't get your uh, grades and stuff. Um, Sorry. No, it's it's an A grade from me and and, and Dave. You're right. Minka, whilst he does skew that because he's just out of, out of this world elite. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sumney too, and I'm gonna go back to you, Gav. If we end up losing a starter and we're losing the backup to the starter, there's a need. There's definitely yeah. a need for us to dip into a spend a few quid in free agency or dip into a mid round pick in the draft. Yeah. Dave, what was your need? As things stand right now, um, I'd put it as low. But if Edmonds isn't retained, then it'd be it'd creep up to being some need. But right now, right now it's low. So you put in low? Yeah. Okay. No, no, it's not guaranteed that Edmund's going to be retained. No, uh, no. I've got a feeling. Who, who, who wants to go next out of Kets and Rich? I'll go. Uh, okay. I gave him an A, mm-hmm. and I think it's a low need. And I, I think they're going to retain Edmonds. Okay. I, I think they. I think they respect his play a little more this off season they did than they did last off season. And he does. He does improve every season, and I think he does a pretty good job. So I, I think they're going to retain him. Yeah, he's been solid, growing into his uh, draft stock in the end. Mm-hmm. We weren't expecting that. Kets? Yep, I've got um, B+. Plus, um, oh, low the need. only one that's not gone A. Oh, oh Kets. Conservative Kets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got well, like, I had them similar to the running back group, and I had them as a B plus as well, so I'd have to that's upgrade the running back hey, group to A apologize, if man. I did that. So, um, so yeah, B plus, um, low need with the Terrell Edmonds caveat. If he is not signed or goes elsewhere or you know doesn't take a team-friendly deal, then that becomes some need. But equally, I still think there's going to be guys available on day three. Do the research properly, Steelers, and find someone that's decent for... For that sort of level of draft stock, JT Woods last year was the guy, man. The best, mm. the absolute best ball hawking free safety you're going to see in the draft for a decade. And he went somewhere else. Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> Annoyingly. <laughs> Not to the Steelers. All right. Uh, well, I did do special teams as well. I don't know if you guys did. But I did, but there needs to be an improvement. Yeah, yeah. We very quick. I'll be very quickly just the, the, the we'll do specialists very quick. Kicker, Chris Boswell. Uh, Sticking with him, so no need. But um, I, I, I guess I gave him a C for the year. I mean, it wasn't a great year, right? But I don't, I don't know that I have particular massive concerns about Boswell. Just, no. you know, there was an injury. There was some unlucky long kicks. Mm. 
a weird case of the yips in like the second half well, of the I season. I don't know. Was there yips? I, I don't think he got the yips. I think that's not an f- accurate representation. Some of it was because was. of that game that was like so cold that no one could actually hold the ball. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That was a good game. Am I making excuses for Chris Boswell? I don't know. That's fine. C grade's good. Uh, I don't, I don't, did anyone else do grades for these guys? Because if not, I'll just roll on. I'll, I'll, um, I'll agree with you, C, for uh, yeah. Boswell. Uh, I also gave PH3 a C, um, but he did improve towards the end of the year to just enough to the point where I was like, mm, do you want to keep him? I spoke about that a bit last week. Um, so he's kind of a weird one where I'm like, whatever. I mean, it's hard to do with these individual guys, right? If you want to draft one, then sure. But if not, it's not a big need, so low need. I'd go B-minus for PH3 because okay. I think some of his directional punting and clutch punting, if that's even a thing, clutch punting clutch. in some of the games <laughs> was a like lot some sort of like thing of um, what's its name? Yeah, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> great, great. I feel like Sorry. we're a podcast that'll <laughs> be high on clutch punting. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that sounds like uh, on, that thing mind. from Carry something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then, lastly, can't can't get out without mentioning the last guy on the roster. Christian Kuntz. Oh, the guy's get, an A star, isn't he? I, well, yeah, I gave him an A question mark. I didn't notice <laughs> I know, anything could wrong. Could be an A, it could be an F. Who knows? <laughs> Seemed all right. It's a free agent there, right? Yeah. I don't remember many snaps going overhead, so yeah. it can't have been I didn't, me- I didn't mention his name, so he gets an A. Right. Yeah. Uh, Solid. That, that's everyone on, on he's the He's definitely roster. on the uh, re-sign section of my free agent. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's a free agent. He's on less than yeah. a mil as well. Yes. Yeah. Do we, I mean, I, I, I presume we want to go through the long snappers free agency list, yes? Um, of course, and the draftable ones. Why do the Cowboys have two long snappers on this list? And no they're, kicker, they're one step ahead of everyone else. <laughs> Bengals of two. I want to ask. So there's a couple of players we've not talked about that I think are walking. So can we talk about them quickly? Sure. Uh, Chris Wormley. Yes, mm-hmm. I are going to yeah. Sorry. Gone. Gone? Anyone else? Desperate to sign him up. I think it's a shame because yeah. I think he played pretty well this season. But, we, we need to get younger in that position, don't we? We need a free agent. Marcus Allen, everyone's favourite diddler. <laughs> <laughs> Is he gone? You're going to have to fill in some of these special team snaps, right? But yeah. I've got no problem with him going if you can do that. Okay. Jeremy McNichols, how little we knew you. <laughs> practice squad. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. he's gone. You he's think he's going to find a job on the practice squad? Maybe. 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 We had a decent mm. season for Tennessee two years ago. You might, you might be able to find a job. Okay. Uh, Carl Joseph. Mm. First round guy. I mean, yeah, yeah but 30 year old coming off an injury. It's tough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not really done much either in in his preseason no. snaps. Uh, Jameer Jones, he's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that was. Uh, I think it was good. I think that we, we, we so. kind of, it's good to kind of review these because a, a lot of these guys you kind of get into the pattern. I think of you know talking about the same guys each week that make <clears> an impact, and you know some of these guys you can kind of not forget about, but you don't mention them as much and they get lost in the shuffle. So mm-hmm. good to have a review at the end of the year and see where we are. Um, all right, very good, very good. Well done, everyone, and we're all well in lockstep for most of it, so it shows. We, yeah, we, it's uh, pretty similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of couple of outliers. Ket's D grade for O line stands out, and uh, Mike's A minus for the edge group are the only real outliers. Everyone else pretty much the same. Yeah. All right, 
Now, I wanted to do some... Tell me if you've got some of these. Hopefully, you might have some. Uh, UK Steelers Podcast Team Awards. Do we have the award show music on? Uh, hang on. Hold that. We're going to find it. Hold that. Hold that. Gotta get that music in whenever you can. Welcome to the 2023 UK Steelers Podcast Awards. Now, what I wanted to do, instead of just doing like, yeah, best player, most improved player, best rookie, because I feel like, you know, we're all just going to agree on those. Maybe not, but they're all going to be similar. We know the names. We've had our agreement section of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Get a little yeah. bit loose now. Let's get loose. Um, I don't know about you. I'm always loose. Um, that's probably not true. <laughs> probably not true, is it? Um, I wanted to do some kind of fun awards. They could be funny. They could be silly. They could be serious. They could be, you know, reasonable awards if you want. So I kind of left this open to interpretation a little bit. Let's just open it up. How many have we all got before we kick on? I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, I have five, but one's kind of like a special one that's longer. And, okay. And Has everyone got round five to seven? Or we were making awards. Okay, so Mike's got none. (laughs) Again, again. I've got one stupid one, but um, don't it counts so much. One? (laughs) He's got one. Okay. Gab, is it me? Is it my instructions? I'm not sure, because I I seem to follow them, but I don't know, maybe you and me kind of are on the same wavelength and other people aren't. Tell me that you, of all people, read and understood the assignment. I did, and I have one. One? (laughs) No, you didn't. Oh, the awards are in tatters, Gav. The awards are in tatters. All right, so let's... Quick, Kets, do something irrational. Let's... Say something crazy. Um, Uh, Get Greg's name out of your mouth. All right, let's let's just carry on then, and uh, these guys can pitch in where... Okay, Gav, would you like to give give your first award as you have the most? Okay, my first award I have is the Do Your Job Award. Which goes to Levi Wallace, who is massively underappreciated, <laughs> and uh, he deserves that award. So there, there you go. Why are we doing these awards with an accent? Because Cy did a weird accent, and then Cavs now well, done a know, weird it's accent. Just, you know, uh, it's the award. Uh, awards, right? Americans do awards, so we do fancy accents. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> All right. Rich, do you have any awards? Rich, are you alive? Are you there? That, that's a no. <laughs> Maybe Rich, maybe Rich, that thing where we, Rich is technically here, but... still here. Oh no, the awards have really thrown us off. Okay, the Computer of the Year award goes to Rich. We'll we'll, uh, we'll work on getting Rich back. Maybe right. he'll message us because he can hear us, but he's talking, but we can't hear him. Um, okay, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Oh, sorry. The my award for um, best ball to hands ratio award. Goes to Kenny Pickett for showing that despite small hands, mm-hmm. he can still have massive cojones. <laughs> massive cojones. I've got an award for Pickett. It's the Quick Fit Award. The Quick Fit Award. Because how quickly he fitted in. And he's so clutch. Nice. Quick fit. That's a play on words that I like. See, double entendre there from Gav. Had to spell Very it out impressive. a little bit, but there you go. Right, do we want to throw in one of the, one of the one-offs? Here to pre- present a special award now is... Dave. One of the not understanders of the assignment. The <laughs> <laughs> one of many. So um, the uh, well, it seems that like Levi Watson get two awards because. Uh, <laughs> oh God, it's a big night for Levi. He's, he's, he's going to be having a, a table full of awards. What, what's the award called anyway that we give them? 
Like you, well, you got, you're naming it. You get the Oscars <laughs> and the Woodies. No, but like you've got the. You got, oh, I see. You've got an yeah, Oscar um, and a Woody and a, a Grammy and all that. A yucks. The, these are shitties. <laughs> um, so Leo Worth wins the award for uh, KZ's best friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the KZ best friend. Tremendous. And, and if you like resign, we can have that again next year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, you did a second one, Gav. I'll, I'll do my second one. Uh, I have an award that goes to the most publicly undermined in their job award, goes to uh, Terrell Austin, who, uh, despite being the defensive coordinator of this team, <laughs> of, a, of, a pre- of a pretty good defense, had been almost completely ignored by fans and media. Due to the hiring of Brian Flores, so collect yeah. your flowers to, to Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I, I would have gone with the cuckold award, but yeah, similar, similar <laughs> deal. Better name. It's a better name. I like that. The cuckold. Oh. Anyone else got any awards, or should we inside just? just I, I'm desperately trying to rack my brains, creating some lads. I mean, park amongst yourselves. I've got the ten foot slash tox award. Now, I figured this might need some explaining, but I'm going to push ahead for those that have already understood it for the award for being absolutely everywhere, which is uh, Dirty Rob's Palan. I didn't understand the the The, the, the name. 10-foot talks. All right. I think it might be a Southern thing. <sighs> right now, 10-foot is the most prolific graffiti artist in the UK. Oh, my and God. about a decade ago, two decades ago, Tox was. Banksy? No, forget Banksy. Banksy does... <laughs> Mainstream. Uh, yeah, Banksy does like one piece and it's worth millions. These guys just write their name absolutely everywhere and it's just their name written. Tox actually went to prison um, because criminal damage and right, now it's then, 10 foot. I mean, that kind of seems fair enough though. At least Banksy's like making, you know, yeah, but interesting exa- works of art. I mean, what's Tox do? He's just writing his name. And, I could do that. And that's exactly what Rob Spillane does. He is <laughs> everywhere, but he's not making the highlight plays. He's not making a play that's worth 10 million. Yeah, yeah, he's just writing his name on a bridge. Every single bridge you ever drive past is Rob's Spillane. So there you go. All right. Ten yeah, foot talk I like that. Cats, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to give your special award away? Yes, please. Can I give the Jet Sweep of the Year award sponsored by Amazon? Yes. <laughs> is this guy like Connor Haywood? Because of the logo. Because of the logo. logo. That's great. Sponsored by Amazon. Uh, nice. Stephen Sims. <laughs> oh, nice. Surprise. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I, I swear that was going to Connor. Uh, yeah, you'd have thought with Ketz. Yeah, with Ketz, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, against there was the, uh, the Browns one and there was the oh, other 20-yard one as well. There was a couple one of One second. Ketz, we've just seen, as, as you gave that award out, as you were reading the nominees, they did that thing where they, they put the nominees into the four boxes and uh, Connor Haywood's just stormed out. He's thrown his drink <laughs> yeah. across the He's room. He's turned the table over. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have Rich back. I'm here. Is it? Hello. Is it? What, what, what did we ask Rich when, or is it gone? Is the moment gone? I think it's the moment's gone. gone. It's it's gone. gone. I was asking. It, I, was, I just asked if Rich had had any awards. If he if he had oh, come yeah. with awards, uh, you know, I I didn't, guys. I'm sorry. I okay, that's my awards. Okay. You saved, saved Rich, your do, you know, do you know what I care more about? Did you understand the assignment and just didn't do it, or did you just not understand? <laughs> I understood it, and my dog ate my that's homework. Fine. That's, that's fine. totally fine. The people right here didn't understand. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah, <laughs> usually, I, that. I know. Usually, you have to ask me because usually I'm the guy who doesn't understand it. <laughs> And has to ask a ton of questions, but I, I did understand uh, this one though. Okay, <laughs> that's a real shame. I, you get, uh, lads, I, yeah, I, go, I think I might have an award. All right, all right. This is the now. 
Uh, this is the Rob Award. Now, I'm not mentioning a surname because he might be listening. It's a guy I went to university with who I lived with for a year. The Rob Award goes to DJ because both of them went a year without scoring. Oh, um, I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> mine was uh, the the Fleshlight Lonely Hearts Award. <laughs> Goes to DJ for putting all that work in at the club, but never scoring. <laughs> Good man. Fleshlight Lonely Hearts Award. Um, okay, I want to give an award here for uh, the the most talked about on this show for the least impact on the field award. Goes to Miles Boykin. No, I knew that was Thanks almost <laughs> exclusively to Gav. How about the Welcome to the Other Land of the Line of Scrimmage award for Anthony McFarland? Did that work? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's very good. Uh, he was happy when he got that yard, man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He's got um, some more. I've got some more. Yeah, can I drop one? Go on, Mike. Can I, can I go on, Mike? Drop go on. One? Uh, the Persil Award. For most laundry goes to our O line um, for the amount of flags they saw from holding an illegible man downfield. I, you know, I was desperately trying to come up with some kind of joke about Kevin Dotson being an illegal man downfield, and I just it, it didn't come to me. I was going to go up with the uh, United Nation Award for the most flags. Oh, nice. <laughs> How about uh, the Don't Bering Sea Crab Shack Fisherman Award for strongest claws goes to George Pickens. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, you got any more, Gav? Feel uh, free to fly tip as bed frames and single shoe award goes to Omar Khan for dumping Claypool onto the bears. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a fly tipping in Chicago. And then my final one is the Noz Whippet Cream Cracker Award, which goes to Jalen Warren for how much burst he had and how he burst onto the roster. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. High in the wiggle rankings, too. Yeah, much so. And I, I just want to give a shout out, not a joke, but a serious one, uh, to Alex Highsmith, who wins the Make It a Leap Award. Oh, yeah, that's, I thought, that's I thought he became a star this year, and I thought he's the uh, the most improved player on the roster if we were to do a serious one. Um, well done. Okay, now I've got one that is not really Steelers related so much as it is a vanity project by me, but it does fit in this awards category. Um, and, and I want to present to you now a countdown of the top five most obnoxious ads during football 2023 oh, yes. edition. Ads. This is something we've not Ooh, really ads. hit on that much, actually. Yeah, I like ads. ads so talk. I'm going to I'll give you the top five. There's also, and there's one honorable mention, so I'll start there. The honorable mention uh, goes to Verizon for making two similarly obnoxious ads back to back featuring um, Julian Edelman and uh, checks notes Albert Einstein uh, halfway through the season. They switched that up. Two Hall um, of Famers. Great mix. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know when like companies do that thing where they have like the same format of ad, but they just switch out like the content, and it went from Julian Edelman to Albert Einstein. Doing, doing a lot for uh, small white guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting into the top five. At number five, we, we, we have uh, a drug which... which Julian Edelman, I was going to walk off. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I'll play again. I heard God, if you were going to say Julian Edelman, I was going to walk off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's any Patriots podcast that gives Julian Edelman more pop than, than not we? Not sure. <laughs> All right. At number five, we have a drug, which I'm still not sure what it does, even after years of hearing it. Uh, Sky Rizzy. Nothing is everything. I thought you were going to say Jardians. <laughs> yeah, Jardians is another one. But, but I think Sky Rizzy, what they're doing is they're coming in with this song now, which is really starting to grate on me after years of hearing it. Um, and I, 
the idea of selling a drug with a song, I mean, I already think that the drug adverts are bizarre. I mean, I think we all do, right, in the UK. It, it comes across yeah. as strange to us. But then to do that with the song, I don't know. The tone feels off. So so they're coming in at five. What do you mean? Like, life f- is better with whatever you said. Side life effects include with, death, yeah, cancer, yeah, exactly, brain exactly. death, coma. You, you know, I mean, the, brain sorry, death. you know, with these lists of things that it's supposed to affect, you know, it's like there's a usual, like, can cause serious case of death or, you know, just... <laughs> All sorts of weird and wonderful things. It, the, this is the first. This season is the first time I've heard the perineum mentioned as one of the lists of things of like things that can be affected. Uh, it's a rare, a rare organ that doesn't get mentioned much. Is, is it? It's like class, a skin. Is, is it classed as an organ? Pop- it, it's it's the uh, the grundle or the gooch or whatever you want to call it. But it, it's, no, 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 no. That's it, peri- it, oh wait, wait. It doesn't I'm get much. Confused. It doesn't get much pop. Doesn't get Ignorant. much attention. But it's been. It's this season apparently had some attention from the those medical ads. <laughs> 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 Doesn't get much attention. I was getting confused with the peritoneum, which is a, uh, oh, yeah, that's, a skin membrane. That's something else. Yeah, yeah that's something else. Yeah. The, the peritoneum is a, a a weird, bizarre area of the human body that no one should go near. I, I don't well, know if people pay as much attention to the to the ads as I do, so I don't know if this is going to resonate. Um, but uh, number four is one that always seems to pop up on ESPN and Monday Night Football. And I don't know why, but ESPN just has way lower quality ads, which is strange to me because like supposedly millions and millions of people are watching these, so I don't know why the ads are worse than like Challenge at two pm. Um, but coming at number four is Deal Dash, the fair and honest bidding site, and delivery is always free. Um, I, I can't stand this one because it's a collection of generic looking humans saying, I got these suitcases for $9.83. <laughs> you know, I, and I don't buy that any of them have ever bought anything from this site. And, and, and to have to advertise your uh, quote unquote bidding site as the fair and honest bidding site <laughs> seems sketchy to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the vibes are definitely off on Deal Dash, I gotta be honest. Uh, number three seems innocuous, right? There's a lot of car ads. I don't know if this just plays so much that these words have got ingrained in my brain and make me want to throw something at the TV every time I hear them. But it's Chevy that keep telling me about the trail boss and custom trail boss. Don't know why. Those words are ringing in my brain every time I hear them and I just want to throw something at them. Not a day goes by where I don't think my trail boss needs customizing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two Damn, is a really egregious my one. trail boss I, isn't custom. I think this is another ESPN low quality ad kind of thing, but I've heard this a lot this year. Tell me if you've seen this one. This is the the uh, please call now for the do's and don'ts of annuities for baby boomers. Mm, not seen it. <laughs> you not see? Do you guys not watch it like primetime games? What's going on? This is on every primetime game. I've, <laughs> is, it, is a trail boss another name for the perineum? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Are you seriously telling me this group of six have, people? Have you customized yours though? <laughs> oh dear god! Not recently. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that this group of six football watchers are okay. the only one that has seen this commercial so, of the you, 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 you are, of annuities for you baby might be talking. The only person you might be talking to here is Rich, because mm-hmm. the rest of us don't watch primetime games. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I thought Maybe you were going to say, like, the Liberty, Liberty, Liberty jingle. Yeah, I mean, these are like the ones that are on all the time, but those are good. But bad words said against the advert. Thank you. Exactly, right? I like that. That's and I like classic. the emu. You know, I like the emu. Yeah, we yeah. are farmer. Dum 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 dum. We are farmer. Yeah, oh, see, these are good. I, yeah, the yeah, they're all good. I I sing them in the house all the time to the point where, like, two days later, my missus will go, "I still have that Liberty jingle in my head, and it's Wednesday, and you were watching the game on Sunday." Well, <laughs> it's Wednesday in May. I'm, <laughs> <Yeah. singing. laughs> I'm I'm telling you, there's people listening to the show maybe that watch the primetime games that are like, "Yes, yes, the do's and don'ts of a new baby." Not saying you're wrong, Sai. I'm just saying. Ad. Yeah, we're, we're not the right audience for you. All oh, right, okay. Rich, are these ringing a bell with you? Or are yeah. you not paying attention? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Which is like I live with these my whole damn life. <laughs> Rich, have you, three have hours you ever on a Sunday. Have you ever considered calling to get the free booklet on the do's and don'ts of annuities for baby boomers? Never. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number one, you're gonna know. Number one, you're gonna know. Is there? Is hang on, while we're on? The co- hey, I've got two questions. Okay. Do does the amount of adverts commercials change from a a one p.m. kickoff to you know, an evening game, primetime game. Is it different? It seems different to me. Mm. It seems like there's more adverts in this the 1 p.m., 6 p.m. for us game than there is primetime. Is that correct hmm. or is that my imagination? I, I would be surprised because I think the games tend to be the same length. And if you added more ads in, it would probably be longer. Right? I think they cut more studio. They have more feel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. The only time I really pay attention to them is during the Super Bowl. Because that's when you know supposedly, and it it seems to you know work out that way that those are all, always your mm. best commercials and of the year. Funny enough, Rich, we don't see them. Oh, mm. those are the best. Oh, no. Simon, I'm sorry, buddy. It's those so are, upsetting. Yeah. We, we those catch, are the catch best. Them on YouTube the next day, but yeah, we we yeah. don't. We don't oh, okay, them. okay. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just purely yeah. the volume I'm talking about. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, the frequency or whatever. Because because Lisa is she's all over that. She's like adverts mm. again. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's unfair. Well, the frustrating thing is I find when you're watching it with someone that maybe doesn't watch it that often is that you know when the adverts she are coming. She does watch it all day. She watches it every well, Sunday, fair. but she's just she's like the advert monitor, you know? She's like, But, like, you understand, again. right, that if they happen to, like, punt, right, and then the two-minute warning hits shortly after, or they have the two-minute warning, then there's a timeout, that there's going to be multiple ad breaks. But to, you know, the uneducated viewer, that seems like, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, but they started doing that eye-on-the-field thing, and that, and yeah. that helps. But I, I swear, on primetime games, when we watch a primetime game back, I'm like, hmm. They stayed on the field. There was no advert. See, they can do it. <laughs> and she's like, uh-huh. but I think what it really comes down to is that there's a an allotment, right? They have to do a certain number of timeouts, a certain yeah. number of, and it probably depends on how many punts they've been, how long the game's been. Hmm. So I'm sure there's all kinds. Yeah, of things I, that's the thing I say. They try and get the adverts out of the way in the first. Yeah. Half. yeah, yeah. Right, number one. I'm sure you've seen that. You have to have seen this, and this has been assaulting my ears all year. And I think for six weeks or so, I thought I was the only one that was going insane. And then I started to see this kind of pop up as more of like a, a pop culture thing. And I think this is the pop culture out of the year, not quite to the dilly dilly level, but but <laughs> definitely to the sense dilly that, dilly. that was this, has been, this has been upsetting people this year. And that is Burger King coming in hot with the whopper, 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 double, triple, single whopper, BK. Have it <laughs> your way. way. <laughs> that is a good jingle, man. That... No, it is the worst no, no. single noise that my ears have ever had the misfortune to pass through. No, oh, it works. Awful. It works. The fact that you well, can that, recite I know, that. I know it works. That's the sad part. No, but like, it's what's so the Geico awful. jingle? There isn't one, right? It's just it's a just lizard a with an English accent. Yeah. <laughs> There's no jingle. Whereas that BK ad, every time that comes on, mm, you're dancing in your seat. Sure, but it does make me want to never go to Burger King again. So I don't, Well, that's because I mean, I of the know. inferior products, not because of the fair, fair. advertising. I'm glad you agree with me on that. But mm. I've come around to that. I used to think BK was better, but I've come back to McDoon's. The good better. news is now we've got a version of Sai singing it to himself to annoy him <laughs> that we can have for the rest of time and play it's periodically. So, it is so... I mean, I saw one meme of it, and this one I kind of realised that it had become a more, you know... Uh, relevant thing in pop culture that was like an image of a guy playing a tuba um and at the top of the tuba was just a guy's face stuck in it and and, and the tuba was labeled with whopper 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 who, who, who is the pizza hut guy because i who know is him the pizza guy? i like him he's, what does that he's mean? a pizza guy 
you know, the guy, the guy that's... <laughs> Who is the pizza guy? Yeah, the you? dude. He's there, and then when it's not him, he, like, shows up in a cameo role, like, mm, I'm still here. No? You've lost yeah, me on this same. one. <laughs> okay, never mind. I don't know. I'm, I'm not all that affected by adverts and slogans and that. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Most Dave it. comment ever. I love that, dude. I'm, that loving it. I'm a big kid now and yeah, all good in the neighborhood and all that. Okay. Rich, rank the uh, burger joints in California. In California. That um, sounded like a threat, Gav. <laughs> me personally, I'm going uh, in and out. First, mm. that's why I said California because I knew that would come. Up. That's what I've yeah, heard. they're they're it's great. Got to try that out. Um, then I like I, I don't you know what I don't go to many others. Occasionally I'll go to Wendy's, Burger King, or not Burger. I really don't go to Burger King or McDonald's. Wow, yeah, that that you see that's the thing I experienced. You you can't really find a McDonald's in the states. It's hard. Like the, no, they're no McDonald's are I everywhere did. in the states. Are they? I, 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 I don't oh know. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I everywhere. struggled. I remember I struggled to find one when I wanted one. I could find Jack in the Box, find Wendy's there everywhere. And then, <laughs> in fact, in fairness, Gav, you were kind of like you know running around getting up to questionable activities in, in in Indian reservations. So I don't know if that's true. If that's where they put that down as a bold shout of the year award, Gav claiming it's difficult to find the McDonald's <laughs> in America. Uh, well, that was my experience. I've been to 17 states, and they're not as um, everywhere as you might think. I think America's just big. Maybe. Bullshit. And yeah, there wasn't a McDonald's every time I turned around and went, I want a burger, and there wasn't one there. That's true. But I, I do think there were... 17 I mean, I think, states, I think the situation in the UK has changed, and we've we've gone through, like, Byron Burger and, you know, mm. these things. They've They've now closed. But it's not the not the same dominance from in they don't McDonald's don't have the same market share that they do in the UK. I, I do agree with that because think, there's more choice over there. Yeah, there's yeah, more that, choice that and there's true. more. Okay, got, here you go. There's thirteen thousand four hundred and thirty-eight McDonald's in the US. Mm-hmm. How many Wendy's? Divide that by the three hundred million people, and how, how many do we have? How many McDonald's per person? <laughs> And we need to calculate mm. a jingle. You say Byron Bergen's closed. I love Byron Bergen in London. Wait to measures. <laughs> Did Byron Burger <laughs> exist outside of London? Byron Burger's yeah. in York. I think that might be closed as well, actually. Yeah, I, I love that place. It was great. Not GBK well. seems to have done GBK by the way is good. Yeah, I, I always preferred GBK to yeah. Byron. Yeah, but... Mm. Anyway, anyway. visitors, visitors <laughs> to the US get in touch and... Tell me I'm Check right it. or wrong. Listen, if you're in the New York area or anywhere in the kind of the Upper East, also known as the Northeast, um, <laughs> I'm Upper East Side. Upper East Side. Check out um, Checkers or Rallies. It's got two different names depending on where you are. They have the best fries in the world. Whoa. There you go. Take claim. that to the bank. Right, where are we? Uh, are we moving on to our little draft yeah. look back thing? Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's let's enter the. We should get a drop for this. Really, we should. let's enter the look back machine, and it can be like a kind of like a whooshy sound. Like, Haven't you got those sound. on your new, uh, the new fangled media? Yeah. Sheet. What's the closest thing I've got to it? Uh, quickly, 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 quickly! Uh, tap dance, tap dance. I clicked it and nothing happened. Okay, so never mind. Here we go. George Pickens' analysis from eight months ago, and we're going to listen back and see what we said. Are we are we idiots or not? Probably. Let's hear. Are we idiots? Find out live. With my red star, uh, I'm going George Pickens out of Georgia. Red star. See, that's how it's done, Mike. You say the name, you say the college, and then you leave a little gap. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> scenes. 
So, um, George Pickens, 6-3-2-10. They've met with him twice at the Combine. Um, Tomlin and Colbert both at the Georgia Pro Day earlier this week, as was the wide receiver coach, uh, Frisman Jackson, as well. He put him through some drills this week. Um, watched the Alabama tape, immediately impactful on tape in the first quarter. Played out the slot, 51 yards straight away. Reception on an RPO deep ball. Gets inside his man on a go route. Never looked like he was going to be beaten. Separation, speed. Everything I want to see straight away. Catches with long arms in front of him. And he does make a lot of these kind of diving forwards. Again, cricket-style catches. Just a really complete, good catcher of the ball. Willing to get involved in blocks in the run game. He, well, I say he blocks people. He can literally bully people at times and put them on their ass, which he did against Michigan. Draws double coverage consistently. Good overall athlete. Good speed. Good agility. Good catch rate. Yes, can make difficult catches on off-target throws as well. Best uses would be in a downfield passing offense. He's mm. got a good kind of level of smooth route running ability and can catch on a contested route as well. I really wish this is how Chase Claypool could play. Caught the ball. Caught the ball. Yeah, yeah, I really wish he could do that. And, and he's definitely a red zone kind of... There was a red zone triple coverage play that he somehow caught. I don't know how we managed that, but unbelievable. But only only concerns the ACL and potentially the only other thing I had was doesn't always react to the snap. That was my question mark on him. I've got some red flags for you, but let's get back to those later. When you're watching these guys, it's key to find out what they do that's one special that you can write in in like five words. And and for George Pickens, is he's physical at the catch point guy. You know, yeah. that, that, that's what he does amazingly well. I'd say there's somewhere between James Washington and Jamar Chase. Somewhere between that, right? Like James, you know, James Washington's possibly its floor. There's a little bit of Jamar Chase to his game, right? Getting getting free, getting open downfield, high pointing and just out physicaling at the catch point and, and making incredible catches. You know, long, strong arms, high point. I think he's he high points better than some of the taller guys in the class. You know, he's six three, so he's pretty tall, but he play. You know, his catch radius is humongous. Uh, good release, good hands, good downfall, downfield ball tracking. Yeah, I like the guy. I mean, yeah, the, the ACL. Should, should I go into some of the the red flags? What I found suspended in 2019 for half a game for violating team rules, came back second half and then got ejected in that same game for punching a dude. Okay. Head coach called him selfish and undisciplined. Yeah. So that's that that's a that's a that's a Simon Winstanley red flag right there, character concerns. But then does that fit into his physical profile? The guy's the guy's a gangster out there. Well it would mm. if he was if I thought he was that physical. Okay. Um, and one last thing. <laughs> Best season was twenty nineteen. Not really built off the promise of that season, so you know, not progressing as we as we'd like. You know, everyone thought he was going to be a, a number one pick, and that and that's why he's in this conversation. I don't think that the last two years of tape have really been that of a, a first round conversation player. But I, I, I like I like him, especially twenty twenty one. You know, because but granted, he only played a handful of games coming off the ACL. He's is there something in the back of your mind that you think if you Reaggravate this injury, you're done. You, you know, you could fall into a day three pick with back-to-back ACLs. So, you know, if if you maybe took his foot off the gas at the back end of 2021, you, you can't knock him overly for it. It's a, you know, it's a major concern. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, Ketcher. You're right. Like this does seem to be the guy that Tomlin's showing a lot of interest in. They're out there at the Georgia Pro Day. They're focusing on him a little bit. You know, we've seen the videos of him running his. Uh, 
running his routes with Tomlinson right next to him. I'm a little bit worried about it. Uh, <laughs> I agree with basically all of what Gav said, what you've said are, are all my concerns, Gav. Best play came in 2019 as a freshman. He's got the Derek Stingley stink of, of not improving on freshman tape. So, yeah, you've been through the suspension and the and the, the selfish thing. That, that's a little bit worrying to me. The ACL thing, yeah. But then what, what I will add is, you're talking about his physicality. I was surprised to see how little aggression I saw in his game. Now, this is maybe different to what you're talking about because you're talking about being physical at the catch point, which I agree with. I think he does go up there. He, he's another one of these pluckers. Um, great, strong oh. strong plucker hands. Do like pluckers. Do mother like, pluckers. Yeah, mother pluckers. Do like the hands. In fact, I actually agree with, with most of what Ketz has said in terms of the, the pros. I, 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 I like a lot of the tape, you know, purely off the tape. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just build as like a highly physical guy. Well, I kind of see him being good in contested catch situations. I'm not sure he's so physical as a blocker or with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's a good blocker. Kind man. of. Blocker. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll give you that. You, you're better than me. but Not necessarily. With, I just... with, with the ball in his hands, like, I didn't, didn't super see him being super physical. Looked a little bit lanky, dare I say it. I don't know. I, 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 it's funny that Ket said that straight after mine because I'm out, so... <laughs> Put him on your list. He's not, he's not a good route runner, right? He's not. He's not smooth. You know, power and speed over agility. He doesn't really have much burst. You know, I, you know what you're getting though, Mike. Mike, what do you think? Oh, I, do you know, I really struggled with George Pickens' tape because, you know, you, maybe it's a fault on my part because of the recency bias, and you look at the last few games and you just think, oh, I, I didn't see a lot. Um, it's one of those, if he didn't have the ACL injury, you presume he might have had a kickoff year. But then again, like you boys said, 2019 was his big year, 2020. I haven't got the stats in front of me, so I'll, uh, I'll fall on your wisdom in terms of being his more productive years. I'm, I'm probably going to say I'm out if the if the push is going to be to take him at 20. I, that's probably a bit too rich for me. You know, day two, I'm very much open to a conversation and we have very you know very good success of drafting wide receivers and that sort of range so I'm, I'm okay with that because well, I think well, we well, this is our seventh receiver right our seventh receiver mm-hmm. so where where are we thinking that the seventh receiver is going to get taken probably the top of the second round middle of the second round um i think so so think uh, would so. you would you be out or in with that value tough one the problem is we're not picking there. I think no. so. I think he, he might slip to, to the back. Of, yeah, I think he could fall to us in the back of the second, or or, or even fall out the second. Just because of the injury thing as well, and then there's there's enough red flags there for it to be. I don't think he's guaranteed to go in the second round. Do you mean he might fall out of the second round? He could. Wow. Yeah, I'm not saying he will. But what I'm saying is, I think there's a good chance he's there on day two for us. I I, I think there's other receivers I like more than George Pickens, so I'm going to go out. Agreed. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, do you know what, Gav? I'll, I'll, yeah, almost exactly the same. There are others I prefer. Wow. Three of us are out, and one so of I us is a red star. I'm on my island again. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. just, I just struggle with downward um, project, like, you know, like being great in 2019, then grading lower in a healthy season the year after, then tearing your ACL and having character concern. I don't know, man. There's too many too many question marks for me. I love this. The Ket's contention is, is strong. Ket's the contrarian. Ket's not the contrarian. Ket's right. Wow. Wow. I mean, you've got to give it to Ket's here. I mean, Ket's takes a lot of flack on this show for some of his takes, but uh, 
Maybe you should throw that back in our faces every time. Yeah, Good job, right. cats. Nice yeah. work, bud. Yeah. Thanks, boys. I've got to be honest, there was a little bit of pride sat here listening to that. <laughs> I've enjoyed every single like highlight career catch you've done this year already. It's just, yeah, I, I totally knew where you were coming from in terms of the character concerns and everything and that. But I just looked at the tape and was like, God, this guy's good. We need to get this guy. And obviously to get him in the second round, uh, what was it, pick 52 or whatever it was, then, yeah, I think we uh, we stole one from the NFL. Uh, but yeah, then again, if you hadn't have had to, those to be, concerns. To be fair, I think we were all evaluating him there as a first rounder. So I think I think if, 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 if you were saying evaluate this guy as, you know, second round talent, I think we might have been speaking differently, but in, in, he was, he was up there with, with the rest of the first rounders in, in the, I think, I think that's where, where it comes from. Our takes come from of being slightly down and being out. Cause we're all out on him apart from you cats. But I mm. do think that was on the pre draft stock rather than, yeah, you know, Mike was saying take, that, right. He was yeah. saying sort of come to us in day two and, and I'll have a conversation. I was saying, he might, you know, he could be there in day two and when we get there and he was, I, I, you know, I think what Ketz has taught us here and what I'll take away from this is when you get to some of these guys, because it's so easy to do, right? We've got so many of these guys to watch, you know, which we're trying to, you know, get all these guys in in a short time frame. That sometimes you get to these guys and maybe they've had a major injury. Maybe they've had a decline season. Maybe they've had a, a bunch of red flags and that all comes together. And if you put the tape on, it doesn't immediately strike you. I think I, I, I specifically remember watching a game because I heard I heard me say it in that in that bit. And I, I remember thinking to myself, like, mm, I don't know, like he's given half effort there or like, you know, he's not quite not quite done it for me on the physical front. And obviously that's not what we've seen out of Josh Pickens at all when he's got on the field and Ket spotted that. And I think, <clears throat> you know, you're too easy to get out on a guy sometimes. I don't know. And- I, don't, I don't think there was much wrong there with the eval. I don't know. I thought, yeah, I no, thought, definitely, I thought but I think I think Kets has seen. Kets, right. Yeah, I don't know, but well, I'm not talking about you and more, Mike. No, no, but no I'm not saying generally. I, I think generally there's more a question about where to take him rather than. Yeah. I think mm. we all agreed on what his skills were. I don't think any of us sure. were saying, yeah. "Oh, he's a fantastic route runner and he can't catch the ball." None of us were saying that, right? We're all agreed on what the evaluation was. It's more a question of value based on the red flags. So when you so when you say you're in or out on a guy. You know, because oh, we've done this for oh, years, oh, no. right? <laughs> yeah, this is, does that this mean is... you're in or out in the first round, or does that mean you're just in or out on them? Like, yeah, well, this, you know, this I'm just is, out on them completely. This, this, well, I because, guess I guess I guess it can go either way, right? Because I've I was oh, I said man. out there. Don't ask questions you won't like the answer to, Rich. <laughs> yeah, that no, I it just drives it's me crazy. Question. I I love <laughs> things to be like uh, I'm so anal about stuff. Yeah, I like it's, like it's this not, is a system we do it this way, and then it seems like it always okay. It's a system we're working on, and we we are we, we, <laughs> we are impro- we are improving on. But I are think for, for for that year, yeah, well, I am. I mean, I don't know, but um, I think draft value and and pre draft stock has to be taken into consideration you know and it's like you know in, in all the mock drafts he was up there with those other wide receivers like you know christian watson Jahan dotson he was he was in that like second tier of yeah okay these aren't the like top 10 guys but these are the, the next group and so i think that's why we we're all out on him i'm not i'm not trying to make excuses but i do genuinely think that's what it was is that we weren't willing to take him with the with the number one pick right where where, where the steelers were were picking um, and we said in the video, second round pick, happy with that value. So I, th- I think it's to do with I think the in incorporates some some draft value into. So it maybe or- a way to do it might be to to get a publication that that you know you respect 
and see where they have these guys ranked. And if they have him as like he's he they they look at him as being a second round pick, and then we can go from there. Like, are you in or out on him because he's supposed to be a second round pick? Well, would hey, you hey, pick hey. him in? The, would you pick him in the second round? You know what I mean? That way, there's hmm. never a question of well, we were in, but well, were we in the first well, round? Were this, we in the fourth yeah. round? This is where it's tricky because it's never that clear pre draft, right? And there's there's often like one or two like you know elite level receivers, right? And then there, there's there's a group, a second group which could go from late first all the way down to fourth round, all the way to undraftable. And and you have to sort through that mess. I mean, a, a good example of that is Justin Ross, right, who who w- was in the same conversation as George Pickens. If you remember back to the pre-draft, Justin Ross was seen mm. as he could go in late first, early second. And the Ooh. guy, you know, the injury concerns just, I mean, where did he go? Ramps he was undrafted. Up, up, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isaiah Spiller was kind of like that, the mm-hmm. running back group. Yeah, you get, you get quite a few of these guys that, especially if we do the position early, that things come out later. Yeah, but it's just tricky, near the conversation. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we make it better, Rich. I, I understand <laughs> your uh, frustration with it. The way I've always tried to describe it, and I, I, I sense that Rich just doesn't like this, <laughs> and I understand, but the way that I, the reason that this first started was because I was kind of like, it's more of like a gut feel rather than we're focusing too much on where he should or shouldn't go. Mm. And I get that's frustrating when you look back because it's like, you know, we were in on him in the first round or whatever. But but just based on what what you feel like, the consensus is around the room. Obviously, you might be more in on a guy that you're out on that's supposed to be a first round pick than you are on a guy that you're in on in the sixth round, you know, if that makes any sense. You, mm. It doesn't mean that he's above you, above the first round guy on the big board. It just means that, that you, for, for kind of where his talk is, where his position is, what the vibe is on him. You're in on this guy. You kind of like his play. You think he's he's a value. Yeah, and well, that's the way I've always done it. When I mean, I haven't done a ton of these, but the ones that I've done, it's just whether I would draft him or not. I never really thought about first round or last position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tricky. Uh, But in in fairness, Rich, I I do now have access to the the, this guy does a cool um, like a, a big board thing where he collates like the major websites that have big boards so i mean we i could kind of use those as we go through and sort of say this is his big board position yeah that might um, be cool to try that yeah i've Who's reached that? out and i'd have to go and check it's a fella on twitter but he's basically just created like this basic application i've sent it to you before i think i sent it this yeah, week in the group yeah um oh that just collates oh, where, them. where that did, guy where did he have the, the black and orange website no not not nfl draft buzz okay no, no. not that. um this is. Uh, I'll find it for you if you if you vamp for me for a minute. Okay. What uh, about this year? This year we've got our second round pick is well, it's number fifty. So what about if we say in terms of ins and outs, are we picking him with one of our first three picks? Are you in or out at that value? And yes, there might be mm. some debate between first round, second round, but ultimately we've got three picks in the top fifty, in or out. And if it's not, if you're saying you know, you're out at that value. Okay. Well, if you're saying he's good, then it'd be a sleeper pick, wouldn't he? You see, you see, my idea was you're in and out at the value that they're being touted at, i.e. Yeah. if you go and do a mock draft on Draft Network, mm. are they, the, you know, are they the one of the guys at your pick where you get 10 names or whatever? Yeah. I think are they one of the guys a lot that, of the time last year because it was so obvious we were going to pick yeah. QB first round. So then with the mm-hmm. second round pick, I went, well, there's Pickens. And if he's there, you know, seven times out of 10, then I'm picking him all seven times. Yeah, you see, it, that works at draft time. But when you're looking back mm-hmm. a year later, those those pre-draft analyses are wrong. 
So yeah, it, it's, it's a tricky one. I, I don't really know what the best system is for the listener and for us and for it's, for, it's, for everything to mesh. Yeah, it's, it's stuff we can have a chat about leading up to it. Yeah, know, well, a, a it's, it's a continuing yeah. continuing debate. I've right? just had a quick look at my big board from last year, and I had Pickens 36. I did. I've been sitting on it for 10 minutes because <laughs> I knew this was coming up. Um, yeah, I had him 36. <laughs> 36, nice. Yeah. Um, I found that the, the fella, he's, he's a guy who seems like uh, quite a smart dude, data inclined when it comes to football. Um, way too few followers, though, so go follow him. Uh, it's uh, Jack Lichtenstein, at Jack L-I-C-H-10. That's not a real name. It is. And um, he has he has a link on his top tweet, which is a link to his 2023 NFL draft consensus big board, which collates Bleacher Report, uh, Buzz, not sure what that is, but uh, I can check, CBS, DT. Anyone know that that is off the top of that? No, nope. ESPN, Pro Football Focus, SI, uh, Walter Football, and Tank. I don't know what Tank is off the top of my head. Must be Draft Buzz. Draft Buzz, possibly. Your man at Draft yeah. Buzz does have a big board, and he collates a lot of the does rankings he? as well, yeah. Oh, okay, fair uh, enough. ESPN, CBS, PFF, uh, PFN, SI. Consensus board. Yeah, Pickens was average ranking 45th. That's about right. There you go. So anyway, all right. I think maybe, it's a good maybe we should though, do that. So maybe that needs to be who's who's weights and measures around here. I mean, I can do that because I check them anyway, just to, okay. as I go through the positions because I use it to kind of like get an idea of who I should be looking at. If it's your guy, you've got to bring the consensus position realistically because you're introducing no the guy. i think i think someone needs to be weights and measures with this board and say okay this is where you are on that board i can do that can yeah do that. okay That's good okay. all right good that sounds good because i i won't look at that so that will be i don't mean that in a mean way i just mean no no it's good it's i think from a you know people do different things different ways i like to come just to the tape Turn Just up to clean. the tape yeah, and, I and start yeah. from there. So I like to be yeah. told that I'm wrong, you know, yeah. or I'm right. How do you, Gav, if, you if you're going in completely clean, mm-hmm. with no preconception, how do you even know who the guys are that you should be watching? No, no, I'll go in with a ranking. I'll look at a, okay. a ranking or, you know, but I, I, I'll, try and, I'll try and avoid any analysis or any description and just... Right, okay. I mean, this is just giving me an average, right? This is So, like, right now, uh, Will Anderson Jr.'s average... Um, position is 1.56 mm-hmm. because he's one for most, he's two for three, and he's third on Walter football. Yeah, you, you have to start and then if somewhere. You go down, it gives it gives you this nice average number, which is good, and that's yeah. what I'll use when we do this. You know, I, I want someone to. I, I, what I want is a list that's going to suggest the order of viewing without um, telling me I mean, what I, I should, like. What I should I think. I feel like that's exactly what this is. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah, but let, let's keep that separate from from my brain. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> Gav's brain aside, uh, should we go to um, should we go to kebab corner? Anything else to talk about? Well, we're currently at like the three hour mark. Should we? Oh, oh we don't. Oh, well, oh, it's too late, Dave. <laughs> Dave, we've driven straight through your living room. <laughs> Just crashed through the window. <laughs> Did I tell you that that happened in my building? By the way, what's one drive through your window? So, well, almost. <laughs> you're in, you're in the penthouse suite. How did that happen? Well, it wasn't my window. It was the, the guy who lives in the box. Well, actually, it was funny. So there's a guy at work, and uh, he knew the guy that was going to be moving into this flat, right? It's the bottom corner flat on the bottom floor. 
And uh, he was going to move in in three days. Apparently, it was going to be his first flat that he was living in alone. And uh, he came in to let a joiner in, apparently, expecting to do some minor work, and had found that three days earlier, someone had driven a Mini Cooper straight through the living room. And uh, I could see, I was walking past it every day. I was like, why is there a Mini Cooper halfway into this building? How do you not notice that beforehand, before getting a roof <laughs> or whatever it is? In? <laughs> well, I don't think he'd been there in the three days since. Oh, he just... hadn't been living there. But but what I did say was, it's actually kind of good look. I mean, I guess it isn't, but like, imagine if he'd have moved in, you know, and it was his first night in his brand new flat, living alone for the mm. first time, and someone drives a Mini Cooper. I think questions that need to be asked to the landlord, not think, oh, there's a tenant moving in on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Better Great remove point. this car. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust that. The fixtures and fittings list. <laughs> car parked incorrect. Through the inventory. <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> Car included. <laughs> Alfresco dining. Living, living room is airy. <laughs> Extra seats provided. <laughs> Classic British atmosphere. <laughs> Mini Cooper. Unique features. <laughs> you know, there's there's so many flats in like it seems to be centralised around London because it's like like square footage is is ridiculous like the price per square foot of your of your living accommodation, but some of them it's are like ridiculous. When I went on to that, sorry, just to interject at this point, it's like when I went onto that uh, like billionaires yacht and that we were told the square of carpet you're stood on is more valuable than the amount of money you've earned this year. So be careful. Oh, that's so obnoxious. <laughs> this like, carpet you, is worth more than you. That? Well, that's what they said. So, and that is going to be the situation in London quite soon. Like the square foot that you're stood on is going to be worth more than you can earn in the year. Mm. Yeah. The square foot that the Mini Cooper is parked on is worth about 21,000. <laughs> Depreciating as we speak. Sorry, Dave, carry on. No, I mean, this isn't even, isn't even what I'd, uh, I'd planned to, to talk about, but it's actually quite good with, with struck gold here. But then, but then again, I say we are at like, like a three and a half hour mark, so I'm very aware of people wanting to like go home. If but, your idea of gold is, is less less than that. But, but like, you, you see all these like um, adverts for, I mean, I don't know how made up some of them are, but I've seen, I've I've been and visited a few of them myself and like when I was living there. And there's like... Are you talking about Amsterdam and... Are no, something no, else. no, just just just, just London. my brain, um, my brain that went there. London flats, and they're like it'll it'll say you're like you're right. It'll say like rustic or uh, bespoke um, <laughs> fixtures and fittings, and Bijou. I, I tell I tell you no lie. We went in one where the there was a sink and uh, a small sort of small shower cubicle in a wardrobe. And that 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 was the fitting that because there was no space to actually have a, a bathroom because the bathroom was in a separate part like when it was a house owned by one person the bathroom was elsewhere so they had to fit one in elsewhere so it was in a wardrobe Time's and then like the num- Narnia so you, you, number three Narnia court you, you could be in a situation where you can like cook your tea on a little like gas hob next to you have a shower and. You know, void your bowels on uh, all at the same time. It's a fantastic. <laughs> like if if you're a single man, it's probably a great situation. But you're you're also paying like a grand to live in that hellhole. Don't they call that a studio flat? Yeah, but uh, to me, a studio flat's like I don't know. It, it's like 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 the friends flat. You know, like a like a no it's, studio it's one, flats it, where you can touch all four walls while doing everything you're no. talking about. It's one yeah, room, it's but it's spacious enough that you can actually like breathe in and not touch the wall. You know. Mm. You can entertain guests while cooking and going to the toilet all at the same time. Yeah, it's it's modern. If you do, it's 
if you're able to use the shower and wash the pots at the same time, technically you save money on a dishwasher. That's a win. I mean, these days in, in the energy crisis we're in, it's probably a pretty good situation because, yeah, like you say, you're using the same water that you just washed your wash yourself in mm. to clean your pots. So it's it's all uh, energy efficient, but it's it's not a nice way to live. No. People- Would you rather that? Your own room where everything is in that one room? Or do you live in one of those places where it's like you've got – it's almost like living in prison, but you're not a, a prisoner, where it's like a warehouse and, like, you've got a bedroom, <clears throat> but every other space is shared with about 20 other people. Which would you prefer? Because you can get both about the same price. Mm. I can move north and get a house. That's true. Also, <laughs> with a, with we a don't problem. have with a free you live in the north, so that's a problem. Oh, yes. oh, yes. <laughs> so it's just opening up a can of whoop ass. Yeah, that was just a, the, the chuckle of of, yeah. of a Bond villain striking a cat. <laughs> like, oh, how little you know. <laughs> the, the, the problem is, I, I want to be able to go outdoors and breathe in fresh air without like cancer causing. Fair point. Stuff going into my lungs constantly. And also the fact that I own a lot of tat and like random bits of shit that I've sort of accumulated over time. And I've got oh, no there's idea no room where I put tat. this stuff. Yeah, there's no room for tat in either of these living accommodations. So, my, like my garage is stuffed full of all sorts of stuff that I don't have the heart to get rid of. I'm, I'm basically like a, a very organized hoarder. That It's all just sort of stuffed mm. in the garage. If you open the garage door, it all spills out. But it's mm. kept, it's kept separate from the house. choices would be made. Mm. I feel like a a tour of your garage, Dave, would do very well as a Patreon tier. Like if people got to visit it and rummage through stuff. If you want, that's a great if segment. Yeah, if you want to be, if you want to see comic books from like the the late (laughs) nineties, early two thousands, and some tools that haven't been touched for quite a while, um, or mix. I've got plenty of them. That's, that's another story, <laughs> or uh, and a load of tools that I'm still using. That's, that's took Mike out that one. <laughs> <laughs> Any talk of unused tools and Mike's ruined. <laughs> a load of tools that I still use in amongst all of that that I've got to filter out. If that's something people really want to pay to see, then uh, I'm questioning what you do with your money. <laughs> You've got to pay for I'd a new. I'd pay to see your unused tool any day, Dave. <laughs> for that, visit my OnlyFans page. I'm uh, <laughs> bigandbeardy.com. <laughs> Maybe we could start like an OnlyFans as a group, just like the band, you know? We just stand there. <laughs> Don't take any clothes off. Just look at the Maybe camera. Maybe we could do a naked calendar, UK Steelers pod. We did find naked out that... Uh, Maybe this is a bit lewd. We did find out that um, a, a former colleague is now on OnlyFans. And, and she's did? had a lot oh. of work done. So, so the, <laughs> the question came like, what came first, the work or the OnlyFans? Or did right. the OnlyFans pay for the work or did the work pay for the OnlyFans? It's hard to know. Maybe they both developed at the same time. Don't they both pay? I know. I'm desperate to join up to her account, but no one will give it to me. I haven't seen it and no one knows the username. This is the thing. You're supposed to pay to see this. No, I'll pay for it happily because she's a colleague. I'm curious. 
make an account. Yes, yeah. Pay for that on a joint bank account, Gab. Let me know how it works out for you. Yeah, exactly. I know, but no one, no one seems to know. Everyone, everyone knows that she's got one, but no one has the details. Mm. It's, it's uh, suspicious. Hey, let me tell you, right? If, if any of you guys are sitting there thinking, like, oh, who, who, who pays for these OnlyFans? Because I feel like that. But then. I, so as you know, I work for uh, you know payments processors, and with, I, I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying you would be shocked when I go on people's credit card accounts. How often OnlyFans is is listed as the thing? It's 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 like the most popular thing I've ever, like of anything. How can you commit other... to one person? That's what I'm gonna. Well, I don't think they are. I think they're committing to multiple. If you're gonna commit, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. If you're gonna commit, you're gonna be into at least a hundred pounds a month, at least. <laughs> As you would, yeah. So it's better better not to open the door. Open the keep the floodgates closed. Yeah, just don't commit yeah. to anyone. Keep it free. Yeah, have a real girlfriend. <laughs> Even better. Go outside. Leave your studio flat. Touch grass. Leave your studio flat where the shower and the and the toilet and the sink and the cookers all in one cupboard. Yeah. And uh, go and speak to people. The sooner we can enter full time into the metaverse, maybe even the the Steeler World metaverse, mm. and, and escape the horrid realities of our existence, the better. We are in a like halfway house, aren't we? Yeah. Can yes. I, can so I, I drive my Mini Cooper into the Steeler's World metaverse? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's black and you're gold. Yeah. Oh. That's fine. I, I imagine it would be. No. Yeah, 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 have to be <laughs> probably. Yeah, Black with like the yellow on. Union Jack on top. That looked quite good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right, yellow lights. Oh, well, yellow rims. They... No. <laughs> Dave, did I'll you have any other choice to discuss? I know this was. Kind this of wasn't off. even the thing. Was it? It, it wasn't, wasn't even the thing. thing. Just a one oh, thing. sorry, you got another no, thing. No, no, we're, we're we're at three and a half okay. hours. Right. There are children growing out of people's trousers <laughs> right now. New shoes being bought. We've been here that long that like. The Prime Minister has changed twice. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we do these longer shows and I really feel it. And I must admit, today I'm not. I don't know why. Today it doesn't feel as long as it has been. But I I appreciate that it may be. more people, so less talking from you. That that might be it, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, let's let's get in our Mini Coopers, drive back them out of the walls of our buildings and and drive home. Follow the show at UK Steelers. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The man just said he hadn't finished. He just said he didn't want to do it. Yeah, but give him a chance. Dave, did you, did you say you didn't want to do it? I'm, I'm happy to wait until next time. I think we'll let do it. Come on. Out. See, Gav's doing this right, now. It's not me. Everyone but, project your ire at Gav. the metaphoric Mini Cooper. It's, it's not even anything exciting. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can do it now. You've built it up far too much, Gav. Okay, yeah. fine. Well, listeners... Uh, direct your ire at short some. change yeah. short change listeners this week I think they got a good come up recorder this week they did I thought it was pretty was funny it? get out of here bro. unplanned yeah yeah sorry ferocity that you came in with there sorry that moment uh, let's have it follow again. the yeah, show at UK Steel <laughs> follow me at Cyril this Follow Gav at GM Boom Up. follow Kets at Kets UK follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart follow Mike at Mike underscore JF1 all on Twitter. And follow Rich at stunt underscore Batman on Instagram. And we'll see you next week. We'll start getting into draft season. Season. Hello. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Go Steelers. <laughs> yes. Get in your Mini Coopers. Get out of here. <laughs>
They don't get me hot in the pants. My pants are a frigid wasteland.